0: My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network watching ECW, WCW and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White, and it is episode 91 today, which means it's our WWE Network Roundup. It's something we do every month on the WNR podcast, and I'm looking forward to today's show. Dan, how are you? Are you looking forward to today? Uh, yeah, you know, it's good to catch up on... All the goings on on the network. So yeah, going. Yes, let's get going and we'll we'll start. We're gonna have NXT update today. We're gonna to have a look at all the latest comings and goes on the W network. But we can start off with our two o five catch up. It's episode 10 of 205 Live, January 31st, and um, what does the show start with, Dan?
1: It starts with a look at Neville's rise to Cruiserweight King.
0: Yeah, and like we say, he came in, he said he wanted to be Cruiserweight Champion, he proved it at the Royal Rumble when he beat Swan, and like we say, he is the King of the Cruiserweights, and the, tonight's main event, Dan, is? Today, tonight's main event is Noam Dar and Neville
1: versus Alexander. And Swan.
0: Yes, but we're going to get the action underway with our first match, which is... Tony Nice versus... Vince Dorado! Austin Aries on Raw interviewed Nice and called him out for not having a personality. Uh, do you really think that is the best way to build a guy, Dan? Um,
1: I don't think it is, no. Um, You know, maybe he does need to learn to talk a bit more
0: on the mic, but you can't take anything away from his English. No, you can't, and I would think it's fair to say that we like Nice, do we? Yeah, you know, got a bit of time for Nice. He's certainly impressing us in the matches we've seen. Yeah, he moves like a cruiserweight, but he hits like a heavyweight. Uh, unfortunately, the crowd is dead for this one, though.
1: Well, the, most of them are looking at their phones and texting. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they'll get some heat into it in a little while.
0: No, let's hope so. I mean, uh, Nice took control after Dorado's fast start. We know what Lindsay can do because we've seen him in the cruiserweight tour. He's been around for the past couple of weeks, but this match is a good uh, different styles in there, isn't it, Dan?
1: Most definitely, you've got the high flying uh, Lucha Libre style from Lince. And you've got, I don't know, kind of a strongman style who, you know, he moves like
0: a cruiserweight and hits like a heavyweight. Exactly. And we see with a strike there, though, with uh, Dorado, that he's going to give it his best as well.
1: Oh, goes for a springboard stunner. Hey, hits it. Nice is
0: out. Oh. oh, but managing to kick out. Oh. Oh, well, Nice got caught there, and there you go. We've seen it in recent weeks. People do different variations of the stuff. Well, we've seen Owens, Moons, and now Dorado's. Yeah, and now Nice in the corner. Oh, oh. oh I do- think
1: Nice kind of walked out of the way of that. He did.
0: Dorado caught himself low. Oh, but catches him with a springboard moonsault. Oh, a- and he's nice struggling a little bit, and Dorado's getting a bit of um, momentum going in this matchup. It would be a big victory for the young man. It will indeed, and he's starting
1: to get a bit of Latino heat.
0: <laughs> Niso with a big back elbow. Oh,
1: goes up to the second rope, but gets caught with a drop kick. Brilliant hype from Dorado.
0: And now we're going to see a high-risk move for top. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, Tony is managing to fight out. He's got hold of Dorado's mask. Oh, my God, sign of disrespect trying to unmask a Mexican superstar. Oh, oh face first to
1: the mat by Dorado, and is up top.
0: Is that the uh, distraction that Nice has needed? Maybe.
1: Definitely. And he doesn't even do a manoeuvre from the top. He just drags Dorado to the
0: corner. Oh, Is my he going to try and
1: finish it with a devastating knee? Yeah,
0: running Nice. And he hits it. Going for the pin. One, two, three. 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 Well, Nice wins. But a, a good match to start the show. It's definitely, yeah. You know,
1: it was Dorado very impressive in that match. Um, but Nice
0: managing to fight him off and overcome with using Nice's knees it, it was and uh, the press victory and like we say Tony niece's future is looking brighter and brighter with two oh five, but we see some of the uh, highlights of the match
1: a lovely handspring stunner <laughs> that is you know it's got to be up there for one of the most
0: innovative variations of the stunner yeah it's got to be I mean and the way Nice took that as well very well you see the end as well grabbing the, ma- uh, grabbing the mask and it's bringing out the hillside of him yeah Certainly, though, he's definitely a premier athlete. He is the premier athlete at Two Hundred Five Live, and he's not finished with Dorado yet, beating him by a ball of referees. Adding insult to injury, there. Oh, come on now, Nish! You've you're beating a man. You don't need to uh, send him to hospital. He's trying to send a message. Well, we saw we've seen this before. German on the turnbuckle. Oh, fucking hell! And Dorado's head just hit the bottom of that turnbuckle, and he's not going to do it again, is he? Yes. Oh, I'll no! Set him up. Oh, wait a minute. TJP's coming out to save him. Oh, Perkins had trouble with Nice last
1: week. Oh, swings under the bottom
0: rope. He's got that. Catches Nice, oh. hits him with a detonation kick. Huge move by Perkins and a bit of payback for Perkins there on Nice.
1: Hey, Perkins, man, hopefully trying to get the he serves in the ring. I mean, you know, he got crowned straight off at the tournament after I picked him. yes. And, you know, since then, it's just gone a bit downhill.
0: It has, but we have a lucky habit, as it was on 205 Live, to uh, watching the feuds build. And I think Neeson-Perkins will be a match down the road that we uh, definitely will see. Up next on Raw, Swan came out for Neville's coronation. You saw Raw, you saw this, didn't you? Yeah. It, it 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 was a horrible segment. Don't get me wrong. I thought Neville is 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 awful on the mic sometimes, and I think when Swan turned his back and he's like, "Don't turn your back on the king," I just thought, "Oh my god, this is this is horrible." But we've uh, seen
1: the king gimmick a few too many times. Yeah. I mean- Booker T was probably the last person that could get away with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they tried it with Barrett, didn't they? And it didn't completely work. killed what he was. Yeah. And if they tried it with Neville's, well, it was really not going to work. Swan came out uh, for Neville's combination, like we said. He sent Nev's packing. And backstage, Swan was interviewed. And uh, what was the news, Dan?
1: Well, unfortunately, he's picked up an injury, so he can't compete in
0: tonight's tag team match. So, who is going to take his place? Well, we don't know. But Neville then shows up and tells Svon to stay down and then lays him out. We see a protective casing on Svon's ankle as well. So, he's easy pickings for the cruiseweight champion.
1: It's like a bullseye on his ankle.
0: It is. Uh, but the video promoting uh, your man coming soon, Dan. Yeah, another 311, boy. Uh, grand Metallic.
1: Yeah, Grand. Uh, how good is Grand Metallic, Dan? He was very impressive when we saw him and, you know, hopefully we're going to see a lot more of him.
0: Yeah, no, it would be interesting to to see. I can't wait for that, Grand Vitalik. And uh, the next match, Brian Kendrick came out to join the commentary for the next match, which was, Dan?
1: Uh, the amazing Akira Tozawa and a 205 Live debut
0: for Aaron Solo. Yes, he uh, versus Aaron Solo. And uh, S.A. Rios wants his gimmick back, Dan. Any long-term fans in the WWE might recognise S.A. Rios? This might be his love child. Uh, most certainly could be but you know he's
1: not doing too well against the amazing Tozawa we saw Tozawa in Japan as well we just see him hit that big forearm on uh, Solo oh oh and he should have stayed low because Akira Tazawa just flew through the second rope and
0: took him out well we know how dangerous Tozawa is and we see Kendrick watching on as well being impressed by this young man and now he's going to go to the top
1: he's going to go flying Oh, but Aaron managing to get his wearable and run into him, but Tazar with that lovely snap German with the
0: bridge and we've seen him yeah, we've seen him win with that in the past finishes. Just how quick not really much of the, the impact but just the suddenness of that Bang. move yeah. to get the pin. And uh like we say, we saw Kendrick. Kendrick wasn't impressed at all, was he? Uh
1: I think he's he's got a worried look on his face now. I, <laughs> It looked as though he was going to try and attack Tazara from behind, but now he's
0: had second thoughts and, yeah, he's pooing his pants. Listen to Austin Aries quickly. So we see Austin Aries with the mic asking Tazara if you understand anything I'm saying to you. <laughs> Aries has been really different on the mic. We talk about the niece thing on Raw. Uh, Tazara, what, what did he say? He just spouted some Japanese and, yeah, you know, pieced up the crowd. Yeah, um, interesting. But like we say, we see Tazara... Uh better in ring than he is on the mic, but a, a good talent to have and another guy from the C W C who's come to 205 live. It's only can be a good thing, can't it? Do you know what I mean? Most
1: definitely. Do you reckon he'd be he'd stand a chance on the main
0: roster? Uh it it can it can only try, can't he? There might be a possibility there. Yeah, we saw backstage now Dar with Fox. Of course Fox has uh, well been done by someone with Dar and they went to the locker room to see Neville. And uh, Noam was quite nice, wasn't he?
1: Well, he said Neville is team captain tonight, and Neville told Dar to leave his
0: baggage at home. Yes, yeah, so Fox wouldn't come out. She wasn't very happy about being called baggage, but still. But it is the main event, and we see all. We see uh, Neville coming out here with Noam Dar, called Cedric Alexander, and who is the partner of Alexander Dan? None other than Jack Gallagher. Yes, and yeah, you know, very. He he's impressed us a lot. He has, and we we talk about you know uh, we've seen Gallagher make making appearance in the Raw Rumble, uh, fantastic there wasn't he, and also three Brits in the match. Three, but yes, three three Brits, and it's great to see in a, a WWE event having that. You know, I, I, I honestly, yeah, it is, it's fantastic. And Gallagher now, do you think after his appearance at the Rumble, his appearances on Raw, and maybe with Swan's injury, this is Gallagher's time? Maybe for a you know a match with Neville or getting into the cruiserweight title scene. I'll just look at the size of Neville. I mean,
1: I don't know. He'd certainly be out wrestled by Gallagher, but you know, I, I think Gallagher'd be outpowered by Neville.
0: Yeah, you have got to be difficult when we see ne- We're gonna see Neville and Gallagher go out for the first time ever. On the WWE network now. You've got to be careful, Gallagher, with a comedy gimmick, haven't you? You don't want to make him too comedy yeah. and not serious. You know, he's got to try and back well. The Daivari match, I think, worked well for him because we saw that Fisher side of him, didn't we? You know, so. Definitely, yeah. I think it worked well, and tonight we're going to see how him and Neville square off. I think he's certainly got Neville's number. <clears throat> it would be interesting to see it. It's just a great uh, match, of really. great style in the ring. Of course, Alexandra and Noam Dars had problems with uh, Fox in recent weeks as well.
1: So they've got a bit of heat going into this. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, looking ha- forward to seeing what Gallagher can do to the Cruiserweight champion. Well, well, exactly.
0: And if Gallagher or Alexander get a victory over Neville tonight, then they've got to be straight, you know, in the title pitch, like we say. And no arm um, die, We know how sneaky he is. He might have something planned. Oh,
1: you never
0: know. You I know. Dude. You can never trust a Scotsman. You can never. You can't. Oh, look at that. Load.
1: Oh, and Jack Gallagher impressing us and getting out of Uh, Neville's side headlock with a handstand and just walking backwards on his hands. I mean, you just can't
0: beat Gallagher. No, it is great. And it would put Neville off his guard as well. Neville's got to try and quick it up. I think the speed advantage might help him. But like I say, Gallagher's so good. So would you rather
1: have seen Gallagher in the rumble or would you rather have seen the return of an impending...
0: Legend uh, or... I would, I would have had Gallagher in the Rumble over a, a legend coming Such back. Such as Kurt Angle. Yeah, I would, Yeah, because it's it, the, the, what the Rumble did wrong, uh, and they still did, is they looked uh, at towards the future. And Gallagher was maybe the only guy who, you know, a lot of upside who actually debuted or came into the Rumble and it was something to see, you know. Yeah, you had Ty Dillinger, Apollo Cruz, but again, you didn't have Tag Team Champions, you didn't have, you know, Tyler Bates. Gallagher there shown his brilliant ability, but Neville holding on for the ride as well.
1: Well, he's you know he's got the British style about him as Neville, so you know he, he can still go toe to toe with what Jack Gallagher
0: can offer. And it, now tagging in the Scott Noam Dar. Yeah, Noam Dar. You talk about uh, <laughs> look at Neville away, just looking at Dar, going, "Don't fuck this up. I've got him down. Don't fuck it up." Talk about Dar's technical. I mean, this is a great matchup, Him and Gallagher as well. You know, the, these styles match up. A single match down the line between these two, I very much look forward to seeing. Well, he's certainly made more of an impact than Zack Sabre Jr. He has, yes. Oh, but Gallagher there doing his traditional holding on to the uh, top turnbuckle. Star going
1: searching. Uh, Jack Gallagher hand standing his way over the top of him and dragging him with a nice headlock takedown.
0: Yeah, and still in the hold as well. And now he's going to tag Cedric in for the first
1: time. Brilliant tag team manoeuvre, dragging him to his corner. Holding in there while his partner gets in.
0: I mean, we we see these three men. I mean, Alexander, what do you think of him? Do you think he's got potential?
1: We've we've not seen too much impressive from Alexander yet. Uh, you know, he needs to have uh, more of a, a profile match. You know, something to get his name out there, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know, similar with Noandar, they've, they've both been quiet. They've got a bit of heat going between the two of them. So, you know, that might spark a storyline. But as we said before, you know, it's still early days. Episode yeah. 10. Of the 205 Live,
0: not much fire can develop that early on. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to try and develop the characters as well. So we see Darl and Alexander, who's had a really good chemistry of recent weeks. And Alexander's got the advantage at the moment. Uh, but to all characters. you we've got the extraordinary gentleman, of course, Jack Gallagher. We've got the king of the cruise weights there. No, Darl at the moment has been making out as this kind of Scottish creep, as we know. Uh, Alexander's much, really not going anywhere. It would be good to try and develop him a little bit, as we've seen with other people, you know, Rich Swan. Yeah,
1: but, you know, again, only one of these guys has been champion. So, you know, it's certainly looking at the future and what the future may hold. I mean, there's not too much of an advantage from... Bloke to bloke, you know, they've all got to weigh yeah.
0: two hundred and five pounds or less. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I enjoy watching two oh five and NXT more than I do watching Raw and SmackDown because it's, it's more of an even field. It's more of a field, The younger guys get a chance, like we're saying, you can see a match maybe you haven't seen before. On Raw you're guaranteed to see at least one match or variation of it that you have seen. Smackdown's a little bit different, but then again uh you you're always gonna have the kind of the same thing as well, aren't you? You know, the, the kind of Wharton and Cena. <laughs> yeah, this this is the thing, so you talk about, yes, yeah, Smackdown being the land of opportunity. But at the moment, Dave over on Gallagher now. Well, a bit of foul play from the Hill team. And,
1: yeah, you know, they started to take over on Gallagher. He has been in the ring for a long time. So, you know, well, he hasn't. He's tagged out. But... Yeah,
0: but, I mean, the, the punishment he's taken yeah. in this match has been more than, you know, any of the any other guys. Plus, Alexander, like I say, he's only been in a couple of times. Not really helped out. Gallagher taking the bulk of it. And a beautiful drop kick to the back of his head by Neville. Can he try and get the pin Two. now? Oh... Gallagher managing to kick out. Ah, and now Neville looking at Alexander as well. You are the... a standby. by Well, of course, Neville beat Alexander, didn't he, uh, a couple of weeks ago on 205 Live. Oh, that could cause concussion. Well, yeah, we see the replay on the drop at the back of Gallagher's head. Neville connected brilliantly. Now he's got the, uh, the sleeper on. He's just wearing Gallagher down. But we know Gallagher's toughness. Like we say, we saw it in the uh, I Forfeit match. We've seen it in recent weeks as well. Neville with a big suplex, though. Big punch two. in the corner. Oh. Oh. Gallagher yeah. managing to kick out. Uh, Neville now is just uh, it looks like he's playing with Gallagher. He's been playing with all of them until I fight, hasn't he? You know, Neville really has been a standout. He has
1: certainly been baiting them up and you know just finishing them off. I think he's undefeated um, in
0: two. I 5 Yeah, since coming back. Neville has been on such he's beaten everybody in front of him. Gallagher, don't turn round. Oh, big drop kick from Neville off the top. Oh. This could be it. Gallagher's uh, shown his toughness getting get his shoulder up but Alexander in Neville's face I mean you know he's not backing down from the champion yeah Cedric wants an opportunity you know Cooling calling out Neville and also it helps it, it's a disadvantage to Gallagher because there's a couple of guys between them now you know there's Neville referee bag, wrong side of town and uh, Dar I think Nahum made a good choice making Neville the team captain tonight I think now Dar was just Neville's bitch uh, I think that would be fair to say. Like I say, we've seen Dar with a cowering type of heel. Uh, the thing is, I think he does play it well, but maybe size advantage with that, unless they do like the kind of traditional small man syndrome.
1: Oh, gets a blind tag in though from Neville. I
0: think mean, it would be a disadvantage. Dar-
1: oh, goes to cover Gallagher, while Neville probably didn't even realise that Dar had to tag in. Now, them two are going nose to nose, but Dar's like, focus on the match. Yeah, exactly,
0: sniveling heel, Dar, like we say, take advantage of every opportunity. And did he just slap Gallagher's hand? But don't forget, now Dark can play a good face as well. I think we'll see that down the line as opposed to this gimmick that we've got here. But I think it works, and I think there is a place for a secondary or third hill in uh, 205, as we've seen, you know, Tony Neese and people like this. Yeah, but
1: Dar certainly, you know, he's got the British wrestling style. You can see it in the way he works, and, you know, it does
0: work really well as a hill, doesn't yeah. it? And it's good to say that uh, these four got uh, We've seen uh, Noam Dar, you know, live in person in Sydney, as well, right in front of us. Yeah. Like, we could touch him, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's good to see a representative of someone from our side of town, even though he is Scottish. And he's on the WWE network every week as well. And this is the great thing about this the opportunities that it brings. The very heelish Neville there, just stomping on Gallagher's face and just holding his foot there. He's been taunting Alexander, he's been wearing down Gallagher, Neville, Dar in complete control of this match. We say Gallagher's been in there now for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> now i again. It's Dar <laughs> blind tagging his way back in again. I don't think he wants to piss off Neville. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you don't want to piss him off. You don't want to be the one to make the mistake to let Gallagher get back into this match. You, know? you see Dar blowing kisses to Alexander.
1: Oh, but Gallagher managing to roll up Dar. Oh. oh, getting a two count. Two. Oh. And a big headbutt by Gallagher, but I think he's giving it his all. Falls on top of Dar. Is that it? Ah, oh. oh, Neville in to break up the three count, though. It could have been over. Oh, my God. Step up in Seguri to Alexander. Sends him
0: tumbling to the outside. I'll tell you something. Neville is wrestling at the moment like you would on a computer game. You know when you just take over a tag team match and go like, no, yeah. no, no. And Neville is... Asking Dar to tag him as well. Dar, has he been worked down too much to get across to his partner? Oh, but we see the replay of that headbutt. That's that's the best headbutt in wrestling today, that (laughs) one there. Jack Gallagher. Neville coming in to break up the count.
1: This could have been a shock victory for Gallagher and Alexander.
0: Oh, and now Dar's just trying to get over Gallagher. Like I say, any loss on Neville would be a huge surprise. Oh, big back body drop there by Gallagher. Sends Dar back to the mat. But he landed the
1: wrong way, though not near his partner, furthest he could be. And Neville's infuriated. He told him to come and tag him, but Dar was <laughs> trying to continue with the offense. Well, Alexander's been chomping at the bit to get in. Well, Neville's pissed off with Dar, and he just wants to finish this match up. Go, Jackie boy! I was, was going to tag Neville. Oh, oh, you pussy! Neville backs his way. He says, "You wanted to be in this match. You're in this match. You're on your own, pal." Oh, Neville, you can't leave D- dry like that. And it looks like he is. Oh, come on, you meant to be the king of the cruiserweights. Well, he's just saying Noam Dar's not worthy of his partnership. He's, you know, he's fucked it up for himself. Well,
0: Noam Dar, say <laughs> please, just please, just come back. We'll forget about everything that happened. And Noam Dar is in big trouble now. Neville's gone. Oh, oh
1: meanwhile, Gallagher's made to tag uh, made his way over to tag Alexander in, and Alexander's in on fire. Springboard, oh, spinning kick, <laughs> takes Dar off his feet. <coughs> oh, Dar now I've he's tra- walking away. Go on, Dar, run away. Oh no, Gallagher cuts him off, throws him back into the ring for Alexander to finish him off. Oh, is that uh, is Alexander looking for the lumbar check? Oh. Boom! Hits it, and Dar is
0: done. One. To wow, and your sweaty sock got beat. Yes, he did. Alexander and Jack Gallagher, fair play, fair play. You know, they underdogs going into this match, got worked on the majority. Gallagher showed his toughness, tagged in Alexander, who finished it. Uh, never walks away. I mean, faults, Dan.
1: Uh, you know, I was blowing Neville up as a hill. Uh, it's given Alexander a bit of limelight and Gallagher, again, looking as impressive as ever. Managed to take the in from both Neville and Dar,
0: you know, and still managed to stay in it by the skin of his teeth. Yeah, uh, fair play. Um. But that is it for the first episode of 205 Live. And we move on to episode... 11. And we're going to watch Toad 11 from February 7th of 205 Live.
1: Yes, and at the start of the show, a fatal
0: five-way was announced for
1: tonight's main event. And that would be Tony Neese, Cedric Alexander, Noam Dar, TJ Perkins and Jack Gallagher.
0: Yeah, not a bad match they've got, is it? That looks quite good on no, Plexander. Yeah, huh?
1: you know, we, we've we seen them all from the uh, CWC tournament and they all
0: impressed us. You know, there's one of your picks there. Yeah, Sorry. well, yeah. and it's people that we've seen recently. You know, you've got Adr- Alexander Dar, you know, that we've been watching. Of course, TJ Perkins, one of your guys. Gallagher getting better and better. And uh, of course, you know, like I say, Tony Neese as well has been impressing us in recent weeks. But we found out uh, as the show started that Tony Neece suffered an injury.
1: Ah, so who would take his place? And the first match of the night would tell us.
0: Yeah, and as we see now, it's Davari versus Mustafa Ali. And uh, back and forth in the early going until Davari hit a neck breaker on the outside to Ali. And Davari's been in control ever since, but he's just missed that frog splash there on uh, Mustafa Ali.
1: Yeah, so maybe he can get himself back into contention in this match. I mean, he he quite impressed us during the CWC tournament, didn't he? But Ali, Ali, yeah, yeah
0: but like I say, very good. It's good that he's got that gimmick and he's not being treated as a kind of well, like Davari is basically. You know, he's a, he's a good guy. The way he wrestles, like, so very fast paced and exciting. But Davari's just coming off a feud with Jack Gallagher, so this might be his chance to get into the title picture as well.
1: But that is probably one of the best things about this 205 live series everyone's sort of on a more level playing field as opposed to having like you know Batista going up against Rey Mysterio yeah yeah. yeah. like yeah. Rey Mysterio could potentially beat Batista it's still more believable in the 205 live series I mean the biggest guy you've got there is probably Neville and yeah. the smallest guy is Jack Gallagher
0: yeah most definitely I, I agree with you and like you say it's an even playing field. As Ali just come rolling back in the ring hit net break on Daivari but Daivari kicked out oh uh-huh. And Al Davari back in control.
1: Oh. oh, fucking hell. Turns Ali inside out with a lariat and goes for the cover. Oh, and that might be Ali two. out. Oh,
0: only gets a two, though. Two. Well, like I said, it's good to see these two guys and both been going to push it to be chance uh, to be a part of the main event later. We see the replay with Daivari's clothesline. <laughs> oh, Daivari missed another lariat there.
1: Oh. oh, a lovely Tornado DDT, though. And plants uh, Daivari.
0: And Mustafa Ali, is he going to look to try and finish Daivari off here?
1: Going up top, looking to finish Daivari. Oh! Oh, Fucking hell. Inverted 450 and puts (laughs) Daivari down. Fair play to that. That was a brilliant finisher.
0: Well, fantastic. And Ali not only beats Daivari, but now gets his chance to fight Neville for the Cruiserweight title, being involved in that main event. And fair play, like I say, to Mustafa Ali. What did you think of the match?
1: uh yeah it was a good match it was quite a short match but you know still action-packed still told the story it wanted to you know both men going for a fatal five-way spot to become number one contender i mean you know certainly all on the line davari was definitely impressive as was ali and up next we see well grand metallic promo video he's coming soon dan you excited of course i am he's one of the 311 boys he was one of my picks for the uh CWC tournament, he was my Iceland yes, but still impressive nonetheless and yeah, you know, it'd be good to see him come back and kick some ass.
0: It will be and our next match is Linstra! Linstra. Yeah, versus the Brian Kendrick and Kendrick got on the mic uh, before the match started and he said he's the gatekeeper, Dan, you know he is there to snuff out their dreams with one exception being Tozawa and he says he's got, Tozawa's got a lot of potential and could become Lee protege, but we'll see how they get on in this match. And at the moment Kendrick's taking control early on, but now looks like uh Dorado's fighting back. And another Dorado's another guy we enjoy seeing on five
1: Yeah. You know, as was Brian Kendrick as well, you know. He he had his heel persona going on and yeah, it was very impressive the way he tore through the competition and, you know, unfortunately not winning the championship but, you know, still impressed us throughout the tournament and he's definitely found his feet. Into i 5 line. Yeah,
0: and it's good. I love to say the storyline with Kendrick and Tazar wanting to be protege, and with Dorado being that kind of small baby face, you know, Mysterio-esque as it was, but he can move in the ring and we shouldn't confuse him with Rey Mysterio because Dorado very much his own man. And now is having a little bit of, uh, got a little bit of fight in him. he go to the top.
1: Oh, but Kendrick rolls through, goes for the cover. Oh! oh. And Dorado managing to kick out.
0: Oh, uh. Uh, would this be a little bit of an upset if Kendrick was to be beaten by Dorado? Uh,
1: yeah, I think. And a lovely springboard stunner there from Dorado.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. But can he get Kendrick down? Oh, no. shoulder him up at two. Two. And now Dorado's going to go up top and try and finish off Kendrick.
1: Brian Kendrick's up to meet him with a forearm. Is he trying to rip Dorado's mask off?
0: Looks that way. And uh, Dorado fighting off with a slap to the chest.
1: Now is he going to try and finish off Kendrick?
0: Went for the shooting star. Kendrick got his knees up. Oh uh, But
1: only managed to get a two count there on Dorado.
0: Two. And Dorado. Oh, trying to catch Kendrick. Two. Oh.
1: oh. Only a two count from
0: him. Two. I thought it could be a surprise roll-up. And now Kendrick has got the fisherman's hook in. Oh, and Dorado tapping out. My God. at right, Dorado. Well, we know how much that submission hurts. We'd like to say we've seen Kendrick winning titles in the past but Dorado down what do you think of that match
1: uh, it wasn't that impressive to be honest you know uh, no, you know, they've certainly told a story those both quick pace matches that we've seen and the lovely springboard stunner there from Dorado
0: yeah and Dorado's impressive even in defeat isn't he because he's he's, he's going to have a future ahead of him as you know
1: yeah and going back to you saying would it be a shock if Dorado managed to beat Kendrick I don't think it would be because you know we've the way things go at the moment, you know, anyone can truly beat anyone.
0: Austin Aries on the mic, and he's asking Brian, why zawa So why did Kendrick pick Tazawa for?
1: Uh Well, he says he's got a lot of potential and he be- could become the protégé.
0: Yeah, and he's also someone special oh. and he's asked Tazawa to come out here. where Aries has been giving the interviews recently, you know, he's uh, he's been all right on the mic. It's good that they're building up Tazara, though, because we've seen him come in and weren't sure what we were going to do, you know, and now you've got Kendrick trying to be, you know, his teacher. It's it's good that they've got these little storylines going on within the show, you know, there's like three or four, yeah. f- maybe even five now.
1: It's calling Tazara out. Oh, that's not the man he was after, though. Tajuri's coming
0: out. Oh, forget about that question. Like I say, we're seeing the Japanese buzzsaw. a man we haven't seen now since an injury about a month ago. As Shiri's coming out here, Kendrick doesn't look very happy about it. Oh, but
1: is behind him. And he's just noticed on the big screen.
0: Oh! He missed to the face. Well, there's an answer to one question there. Don't mess with Tajiri. Tajiri has blinded Kendrick physically and emotionally tonight. Scarred him down.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kendrick's down. Looks in serious. Tajiri's just sliding away with his green lips.
0: So then we saw Neville backstage... And what did he say?
1: He said, let's be clear, opportunity to stand across the ring from the king a fleeting moment until
0: you're out of your depth. Yeah, so Neville thinks very highly of himself, you know, and he said, TJ, I have crushed your dreams. Jack, you embarrass England. Ali was like himself 10 years ago, but that was 10 years ago. Uh, and Cedric needs to focus. And Dar not even steal Cedric's girlfriend, let alone his crown. And Noam Dar started in the middle of these four <laughs> men. And everyone's <laughs> just taking shots at him. I think don't,
1: don't think anyone likes him. And they're kicking him out of the ring. I don't even think he deserves to be in there. <coughs> Well, do you like what's become of Dar? I mean, you thought he was a hot prospect before he went into the CWC tournament. And I, I turned think... Out he's a bit more of a joke than he is a...
0: I think he's a lot of potential. I think he's next in line after Neville as the top hill now on 205 Live. And everybody else at the moment, Dar's been live in action. As we see, Cedric Alexander throwing Mustafa Ali on Gallagher drop kicking out the ring. Now, Perkins, what's your man going to do?
1: Oh, he's getting caught in a back body drop there by... Uh, Ali, but manages to flip out of it, land on his feet, and he's taking both Cedric Alexander and Ali out.
0: A double Hurricane runner, dials all the hell on the outside, like you say, picking them apart. And now it's Perkins and Ali in the ring.
1: Oh, hey. Dar <laughs> trips Perkins. Gallagher comes round and big uppercut there to Dar.
0: Fucking hell! Full speed ahead, and Mustafa Ali drop kicks Gallagher off the rope as well. Perkins on the apron. Alexander back up on the other side now. Oh. oh. <laughs> sunset. sunset
1: flip and a powerbomb type manoeuvre there between Perkins Ali and Alexander
0: ring there Alexander came in and now he's just flipped and he's got Perkins up and this has started off at a hell of a pace it has indeed yeah drop kicks Perkins to the outside oh shit no I'm um, Dar's back in now well at least 40% of this match is British yeah yeah Jack Gallagher calls Cedric Alexander in the ring with Dar at the moment about these problems like I say Dar took away Cedric's girlfriend
1: Oh, Ooh, Alexander <laughs> going for the springboard, but Dar following him up, kick to the chest, goes oh, for the cover, but only a two.
0: Two, I should say it's an elimination as well. Ah. Uh, so, with the first man, obviously. Oh, Dar
1: gets rolled up by Gallagher, but only gets a two himself.
0: Two, it's <laughs> nice to see Gallagher and Dar, they match up quite well, even in size, didn't they? As Dar yeah. takes uh, Gallagher down now. I mean, who is, uh, well, we've got to call the action, we can't talk about anything else at the moment. Oh, I think Gallagher winning this would be brilliant, don't get me wrong. Who's your favourite? It's got to be Gallagher at the moment. He's riding a wave of momentum. Not only riding a wave, but also riding on the umbrella. He <laughs> comes floating down like
1: Mary Poppins and takes out the other four guys in this match.
0: That was awesome. And this is what five Lives is all about. These are the five kind of main guys at the moment. He actually looked like he really enjoyed it, didn't
1: he? <laughs> Throws Dar back into the ring, trying to finish it one-on-one or trying to eliminate one. Oh, and he's got Dar...
0: Oh, oh come on, son! Don't two. two, don't be the first one to be eliminated in this one. I, I want Dar to get elimination. Of
1: course, my heart picks with TJ Perkins, even though he is a dabbing twat. <laughs> yes,
0: we talk about Dar's treatment. Perkins' treatment has been really strange oh, as terrible. well. Dar working on Jack Gallagher, and he it...
1: spends too long showboating. Alexander oh! comes in and
0: gives Lumb- him a crunching backbreaker. Lumbar check—that's his finisher, and that's the elimination for Dar. Taunting too much. Cedric getting a little bit of payback. And Dar is the first eliminated. Mustapha Ali there is he's scouting Cedric. We'll try and put him down. Spinning heel kick attempt from Ali, but gets caught by Alexander. Is he going to go for his second lumbar check? Oh, and Ali there. Nice chop stopping that. Oh, fucking hell. Alexander turning Ali inside out with that jumping suplex. could going to get the... Fuck it, I can't believe it. Couldn't get the the pin. (laughs) Yeah, Ali managing to kick out. Ah, I mean, Ali's already
1: been through a match earlier on tonight.
0: Fair play, but stuff for Ali. Now, your man TJP back in
1: trying to put Cedric away. Trying to finish him, but gets rolled up. Only a two count there by Alexander. Yeah, Fico's next. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, Springport Pelé kick. Knocking Perkins now against the turnbuckle. Cedric Alexander's probably the most impressive guy in this match so far. Most definitely, yeah. I mean, Rich Swan hasn't even. Well, Rich, Rich had a look in. Yeah, he's he's got an injury at the moment, still recovering. Oh, Alexander taking out Jack on the outside. And you could argue maybe Kendrick to be in this match, but apart from that, that's what you're saying. You've got the uh, kind of got the guys here, and Alexander going to the top. Alexander do- drops Perkins off the top with a headbutt. Oh no, I'm da. Oh,
1: takes out Alexander. <laughs> I mean, he's been eliminated from the match. Yet he's. Still trying to participate. What kind of weirdo is this Scottish man?
0: And what is his problem with Alexander? I mean, surely... Don't call me Shirley. He's really taking his girlfriend. You know, he doesn't need to worry about him. But he must have a problem. Maybe Dar wants to be like Alexander, you know? Perkins got Alexander now.
1: Detonation kick there.
0: And Perkins gets Alexander down and eliminates him. I mean, an assist there to Noam Dar. Helping out my man. Yeah. But now we've turned this match into a threat with Gallagher, Mustafa Ali... Oh, but it's Gallagher and TJP. Of course, like I say, Perkins, former Cruiserweight champion, the only one in this match now to have that experience.
1: Oh, Jack Gallagher's got Perkins up in electric chair. Ali off the top oh. with a cross body. Perkins managing to kick out.
0: Ah. I mean, two wrestlers can't even take out TJP. <laughs> Stop it now. I mean, TJ Perkins, if you win this match, he would be a worthy adversary for Neville, wouldn't he? I mean, we've got to say that.
1: Well, I think anyone that lasts longer than Dar's.
0: Yeah, but Dar and Alexander's, they've not finished just yet, have as we know? But you talk about Mustafa Ali's toughness to have a match earlier against Davari now being here, strong out of, two, out of the three.
1: Well, I think the Dar Alexander thing was just probably to heighten their feud.
0: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And Ali rolling in now. Oh, oh. neck breaker on
1: Gallagher. Going up top, probably looking to. Hit his inverted 450. And he's going to try and put him away now. And Gallagher could be in massive trouble. Oh, oh Gallagher rolls out of the way though, and Ali hits nothing but canvas. Well, you
0: say all or nothing. I think that was nothing. Oh, he made him tap out with the armbar. Ali had no choice but to tap out. Oh. And Perkins and Gallagher. It's going to be one of these two men. Well, the two guys you said you wanted. My it. head and my heart. Who are you going for now?
1: Only because he's not getting what he deserves, Perkins, I think,
0: now. Alright, fair enough. That's, that's fair enough. I'm going to go for Jack Gallagher, just sitting out of know, shits and giggles. I never want to know I'm Dar anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Dar shit.
0: Both men now have t- had it taken out of each other. Gallagher has got that kind of look of him on his face. He's more like inquisitive than it was anything else. Oh, and a
1: big back elbow there from Perkins trying to finish Gallagher, but the headbutt to the chest in response. One of the best
0: headbutts in the business. It, oh, hell. but Perkins goes <laughs> low, takes out Gallagher, sends him to the mat. And this, I mean, I'll, I'll challenge anybody. When you get into a match like this, anything else on Raw and SmackDown anywhere with these two guys like this, it just it feels good. I'm enjoying it. It's a good match. <laughs> Well, it's a
1: well-known wrestler in Perkins, you know, a more well-known wrestler in Perkins going against, like, Jack Gallagher, who the fans just love. I mean, when he come out of the Royal Rumble, it went fucking mad
0: Yeah, now Gallagher's caught Perkins' leg, but Perkins... Turns it round. TJP Clutch, Gallagher's in trouble. Gallagher rolled onto the ropes, the only way he could get out of that move. And again,
1: I think whoever wins this match, I think the fans will be happy.
0: Exactly, and whoever wins this match will deserve it. Unfortunately, it is Neville to have to face, you know, bow down to the king. But what we see in this match, any of these guys will have a good shot at Neville on their day. Like we say, anybody can beat anybody here on 205. And Perkins is giving Gallagher his best shot with a leg, just trying to wear him down. But will Gallagher tap out? He knows a way of escaping from it. If he just, if he's in it for long
1: enough, he can work his way out of it. I don't think
0: gentlemen will submit. You know, I don't think they'll do that. Gentlemen don't
1: submit. <laughs> <No>. Oh, <laughs> headbutt like to the chest, and Jack Gallagher turns things in his favour again. Oh, one legged man, but still hanging in there. Literally. <laughs> Perkins trying to tip him outside and Jack Gallagher doing his headstand in the corner. Oh but jumps the... over Perkins, but that toll on its legs just too much for Gallagher.
0: Oh, like you say, a bad leg, big got kick.
1: Jack Gallagher responds with a headbutt to the chest and falls on top of
0: Perkins, but <laughs> Perkins Ooh. just managing to kick out. Uh, if Perkins didn't have the elevation on that detonation kick to hit Gallagher with it, he wouldn't have bounced off the rope so much. As you see, replay here to manage to hit the headbutt. Yeah. <laughs> detonation kick Gallagher.
1: It's a bit like Dean Ambrose when he goes back into his fucking yeah. lariat.
0: But like I say, the viciousness of that headbutt and nearly getting it oh. down showed up at the last second. That might have broken Perkins' nose both been getting up after that hellacious headbutt and detonator kick Yeah, Perkins going for another
1: detonator kick but Gallagher (laughs) sliding down headbutting him to the chest again I mean he must have stopped his heart on one or two occasions with that
0: not only that Gallagher is using his head in a situation like listen this is the best thing to do if his legs don't work and then just fucking throw everything you got
1: oh and that running drop kick in the corner Perkins is down two
0: three And Gallagher wins. Fucking fair play to Jack Gallagher. Perkins, hell of an effort there. But Gallagher got the win. Fantastic effort. I mean, what did you think of them? Are you pleased for Jack Gallagher? I am very pleased for Jack Gallagher.
1: And Perkins, even though he lost the match, I think he performed brilliantly in, you know, in this whole elimination match. You know, he definitely deserves to be up there. In the title picture again, I
0: think definitely with Perkins, you need to get that. You can see in the ring how good he is, especially the effort in the CWC and in this match just now. I mean, they had a it was it's fatal five way and they turned it to a singles match.
1: I, you know, what I mean, I've happily watched the singles match, yeah,
0: yeah, that's yeah. how good it was. I'm very pleased for Gallagher. We talk about character, Gallagher's got that, and he's been with no Rich Swan about. He is next in line to Neville now. Oh, and yeah. to be to, for Gallagher to be treated not like a comedy character, serious threat to Neville, I want to see the confrontation between the two. And like we're talking about two British guys fighting oh, yeah. for the title.
1: Yeah, no, that's, you know, it's very patriotic.
0: Uh, honestly, uh, it's great. All five men really delivered. It's the best main event that two or five have had, maybe not that much, of a surprise surprised by that. But it just makes you want to see what's going to happen next, really, isn't it, you know? And we will, because the February 14th edition of 205 Live, episode 12, we're going to watch right now.
1: And um, what else will we be doing on Valentine's Day?
0: Yeah, exactly. We we're not going we're to... We're watching the thing <laughs> yeah, we love. Exactly. We're, we're with the people we love watching the thing we love. We see at the start a recap of last week's main event, but a huge main event made for tonight, Dan.
1: Yes, it's Perkins versus Neville. Before that, we've got Noam Dar who started the show.
0: But he is going to be in action versus the returning Rich Swan, And we haven't seen him since his injury
1: after the Rumble. Yeah,
0: how would he how would he fare against the Scottish Supernova, eh? Right? And Richie Boyd took the mic before the bell.
1: And said he's going to dedicate this match to Alicia Fox.
0: <laughs> but she can't handle this. I said she can't
1: handle this. We start the match off and... Dar tried to take the technical route, but was matched up by Swan.
0: Think about how the injury might take uh, effect with Rich Swan been out for, like say, a couple of weeks now, coming straight back, going against Noam Dar, who has been consistently on 5 hasn't he? It really began, you know, with the Alicia Fox storyline. She's looking on and Dar saying to Fox, yeah, it's all about you and me. And it is Valentine's Day, so it's nice to see Noam Dar and Alicia Fox together because, you know, it's love.
1: Well, Dar's fully in control. I mean, Dar likes to work on the arm, doesn't he? He likes to bend the hand back and the fingers. Well, he's he very, works on
0: the fingers. He is. He's very, very technical. He he will isolate a part of the body and work on it. You know, he'll he'll bear down and we see him taunting here. We saw it last week. Didn't pay off for him, did it? In the it match, didn't. Now I think
1: that's you know he, he needs to work on his showboating and not do it as much.
0: Exactly because if you take your off the ball with anybody at two or five or rich Swan, you're going to get caught. At the moment, Darlow with the headbutts. Let's see, offense is nice as well, isn't it? You know, short. Uppercuts. Oh, as I say, that gets caught.
1: Oh, rich one with a backslide, but oh. Dar rolling
0: through, but getting met with a kick to the head. I heard and that. Down. I heard that kick from here, Dan. or well, can the former cruiserweight champion put down the arm Dar tonight on his return to 205? And he's feeling it with the close lines and the kicks now.
1: Oh, but Dar dodging what looked like a head stomp or something, catching uh, Swan's foot going for the ankle lock. <laughs>
0: Well, oh, now dar has got a little cut of angle inside him. As he goes for the ankle lock, can he make Swan tap out?
1: Oh, but Swan sending Dar to the outside.
0: And now Fox checking on her man, making sure he's all right.
1: Oh, but Rich Swan coming up behind Fox. And is Dar using her as a shield? <laughs> oh, well, he managed to evade Swan on the outside and slide into the ring. Rolls up Swan, and I think the ref caught him, but didn't even do anything about no. it.
0: No. Oh, my God. God, what a huge, rabid, rabid lariat. lariat! And there with Noam Dar, absolutely going up his upside his head with Oops that upside the head. It really was, yeah. Now, Dar, if he can beat Rich Swan, I tell you, he's due. If a he can chip. beat Rich Swan, it means he's probably beating someone in two hundred five live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. He's has like got the best record, right? Well, has this? won himself a girlfriend. He, well, yeah. But every time it looks like Swan's getting a bit of momentum, Dar reverses.
1: Oh, Frankenstein are off the top rope though. And Swan's looking to climb. And he's on the second rope now. Bang! Oh, hits the Phoenix splash. And that's beautiful. And that's
0: free. And that's no wins (laughs) for Noam Dar. Dar was very impressive. And I think that kind of finish came just out of two moves, didn't it? You know what I mean? Rich Swan.
1: It was all Noam Dar. Then Rich Swan turned it on in the last couple of minutes of this match and
0: won it yeah but i i do think it was a good match and i don't think Naam can have bad matches as we've seen Well, recently. to be fair
1: he dished out the punishment for the whole match and after about 30 seconds of <laughs> swan offense dar was
0: beaten so it does make dar look a bit bad that's the wwe's fault isn't it? it's not dar's problem we've seen he's a good wrestler as he is but he's not being used right at the moment but let's not think of that let's move on we've got a hell of a night in front of us and up next we have got the debut of the 311 boy grand metallic
1: and of course metallic made it to the finals of the cwc going up against drew
0: gulak yeah he's going up against drew gulak in this match as they losing to perkins in the final and gulak straight away they shook hands but he's going to work over grand metallic
1: yeah, and it's also good to see Drew Gulak back as well. We have not seen much of him in recent weeks. So. Yeah,
0: he's been the kind of the jobber to the cruiserweight stars, has not he? Really he has, on yeah. uh, on Raw and, and programs like this. Of course, Tony East getting an injury, and that's where Gulak, who was teaming up with as well, he's going to try and put Grand Metallic down. But I wouldn't underestimate him.
1: Fucking hell! Oh, a springboard backflip there and oh. dodging underneath. Uh, Gulak, but getting caught up in the second rope there, he was going, I think, his foot slipped.
0: Well, it is live. You know, we got to say that, you know, mistakes do happen. Metallic, first match on 205. How can you tell it's live?
1: Is it the fact they got it in the left corner or is it that they got it in the right corner?
0: <laughs> or oh, in the middle of the screen as well when you look at it. <laughs> but Metallic going to try and fight back after that uh, slippery start. Goes
1: springboarding off of the second onto the top and then straight over. Takes down uh, Gou- and then a nice head-scissors takedown.
0: Metall- Metallic
1: is on fire.
0: He is. He's definitely feeling it. He's
1: going to go to the outside. Oh, went for a halo and then looked like he was going to fly, but hesitated
0: at the last minute. Well, I think Goo, that was trying to get out of the way, and he's not having it now, is he? He's trying to think of a game plan maybe to get back into this. But Metallic, a man his size, flying around. He's on the heavier side of these... Kind of masked luchadors, aren't they, you know? Yeah. But another three eleven boys. So now you've got your, your guys into play, haven't you? You know, you've got your CN on the NXT representing and Gulak there stopping himself on the top rope, but Metallique using that top rope as a friend bouncing down. And this is proper lucha libre by Metallic keeping hold of the armbar as well. Metallic spring balls onto Gulak, but Gulak puts his foot up. And this is a debut as well, so he wants to be impressive. Could Gulak Cause a surprise. Oh, and a baseball slide sends Metallic to the outside. As Gulak now is tying up Metallic with the gory special, I think that is.
1: Goes for like a helicopter spin and throws him by his head.
0: Well, you don't see that move that often because of how dangerous it is as well. If you really think about it, Gulak's (laughs) supporting the back of the head on his shoulders.
1: (laughs) But there's probably only a certain amount of wrestlers that could actually get away with doing that manoeuvre. Yeah. Drew Gulak is obviously talented enough to be able to do it.
0: Yeah, unfortunately for Gulak then he just runs into the second turnbuckle. I think Metallic hit the dropped toe hold and now can he get back yeah, he into it?
1: That sound as if Gulak was really clumsy though. <laughs> <Yeah. phroof. laughs> ah, <I'm> winning. <laughs> Nuts
0: Oh Metallic though no, with
1: the forearms. He's trying to fight back. Springboard. This time he doesn't slip. Cross body. Oh, and sends Gulak to the outside, but he lands on the apron. A step up in Seguri, make sure he goes down to the mats below, and there's this Metallic's chance to go flying. It might
0: be. It's a bit of slow motion at the moment, isn't it? They're kind of doing it slow to make sure they don't muck up the moves. <gasps> oh, and a
1: springboard from the inside, sending Metallic out and on top of Gulak.
0: I take that back because that second rope over the top is one of the, the hardest things to do as well. Well, he's got to push his foot back as well as send his momentum over. Yeah, and he did it beautifully there. <laughs> Thank fuck he didn't choose that one to slip <laughs> Yeah, on. exactly. Yeah, uh, Grand Metallic dies on his debut, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, is that the Metallic driver, Dan? The Metallic driver
1: spinning round and slamming Gulak down, getting him the victory and the free count.
0: Well, there you go. Metallic on his debut, beating Gulak. What did you think yeah. of that?
1: Yeah, you know, it was it was quite slow pace, but I think that helps to show off what Metallic can do and more slower pace Gulak who's more of a technical wrestler and does things at a slower pace. Yeah, it worked out alright.
0: Yeah, it weren't too bad in the end, was it? Yeah, you know, like I say, a little bit uh, at the start, a little bit slow motiony, but Metallic he's gonna get better in the upcoming weeks. This is just the start of this. There's a finalist in the C W C so it means WWE have got big plans for him. And we move on. And backstage, uh, it's Tozawa. Kendrick there now has just come up to Tozawa in the locker room. He says, if you want to be his protégé. And let's see what Tozawa says. Wow. Well, we hear Tozawa. What did he say, Dan?
1: I don't care about his offer of being a protégé. I don't like him.
0: Yeah, so it looks like Tozawa knows exactly what is going on. And kind of been made a fool the past couple of weeks, but maybe he's making the fools feel foolish now because if he knows what's going on, he's just
1: baiting them in, isn't he, you know? Well, he is indeed, and it is now time for the main event.
0: I'm sorry to to do this. I usually don't do this on here, right? But, we, yeah, main event time. Pyro Scare Wrestlers. I'm going to think of a better name for it, but at the moment, that's what we got. But I was watching this, right? Look, I'm pretty sure... When the fireworks go off for Neville's entrance, Perkins absolutely shits himself. But it's a split, right? It's a split second. But look at this. Right, now I'm going to try to go back and pause it. <laughs> because he didn't know what it was. The fireworks.
1: He didn't know, did he? He was just uh, getting checked by the referee. He listened to his music.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he was the roll his own. La, 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 la. <laughs> we don't see it, but yeah, it did happen. Uh, and the latest one, the first one was TJ Perkins on 205 Live. And the latest one we watched was From Dan. Uh, it was from WCW Slamboree 1996.
1: It was. And it was uh, a match-up between... Um,
0: it was Conan versus Conan. Jushin Thunder Liger for the United States title. But it
1: wasn't any of them wrestlers. It was his manager, Sonny, Sonny Ono.
0: Sonny Ono, who's come out with uh, Liger uh, to uh, be his manager, hill manager at this time. Uh, obviously, he didn't know about the, the pyro going off. Um, it wasn't even allowed pyro. It like. wasn't. It wasn't. It was. There we go. We see it now. Look, quickly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like a sparkler, like a Roman candle. And you just see him jump and he smiles it off and laughs it off and that. But, yeah. <coughs>
0: <coughs> yeah. Uh, and he even says like, "Oh, I made myself jump." So there'll be because I watch loads of stuff on the network. I'll be finding pyro that makes people jump from all different eras. Because WSW had a lot of pyro I back did, in the did. day uh, that went off. So and then two hundred five just made me laugh anyway. Does
1: Gilberg's count because he gets scared by his sparklers? <laughs> does not he? <laughs> he does. He yeah. cowers away from them and the. Uh... Fire extinguisher.
0: And Eric Young used to be uh, used to jump at his pyro as well back in TNA. And you had a go at me in the last Network Roundup. We're not watching Perkins. So we're going to watch this in this entirety, the main event versus Neville. Uh, and we see the the build-up now. we are just shown at Fastlane. Of course, we know it's going to be Jack Gallagher versus Neville for the Cruiserweight title. But in this match, Perkins, Neville, uh, what does Perkins have to do to win this one, Dan?
1: I think he just has to try and keep away from Neville. Everyone knows... How vicious Neville has been of recent and, yeah, you know, try and avoid that superplex.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Neville's been dominating recently and uh, Perkins just trying not to make a mistake and try and keep up. Because recently, do you think WWE, do you think 205 are trying to rebuild Perkins? Because he's been very impressive the past couple of weeks now, hasn't he? Yeah.
1: You know, well, again, I don't think they're trying to harm anyone's future, apart from Noam does,
0: <laughs> Yeah, they got a problem with my man. It's one of these that uh, I want to see Perkins versus Neville because we know how good and technical they are. And in the early going on this, they're just doing exactly what I thought they would and matching each other.
1: Well, Perkins seems to have got the upper hand at the moment with his arm bar and his uh,
0: takedowns. During the night's action, we did have a sit-down interview with both men, Perkins and Neville, where um, Corey was asked the questions on the split screen. At first, I thought it was going to be terrible. But then Perkins did do too badly, did he? Because yeah. he said to Neville, you know, you've got a glass ankle. Where were you when I won the CWC? Fair point to make. And Neville, all you could say was, well, mark my words, I'm going to hurt you. So I think Perkins won the duel. When did he t- move to Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> Neville said, mark my words, you're going to pay at the end of the night. And uh, but at the moment, though... Not backing his words up because Perkins has got him down, working on the arm. Neville per- trying yeah. to
1: throw Perkins <laughs> to the outside, but Perkins six one nine and himself back into the ring, and again regaining control on Neville. Well,
0: Perkins been on top throughout the whole match. And as I say, that <laughs> yeah, Neville
1: uh, Perkins goes over the top rope. And crashing into the outside. Well. And it looks like he landed on his shoulder and he's got a bit of pain. Yes, I think I'm a little bit of a jinx when it comes to it. So I'm like, come on, Perkins. And then he gets taken. And it's, it's not the, uh, the rollover match that we saw last time between these two. I mean, Perkins is sort of putting up a bit more of a fight, making Neville seem a bit more human. Yes,
0: most definitely. He's taken a few shots of him. And in this match as well, Perkins has shown that he not only belongs in the ring but can be a threat to Neville. And I think Neville understands that now, and he's kind of trying to slow the pace down and try and make Perkins pay. Neville does look a lot um, bigger, b- bigger built than Perkins. Oh, even yeah. though you know, I don't know how much Perkins weighs, but Neville has solid muscle that he's got on him.
1: I think yeah, that's with Neville. It is just muscle mass.
0: Is this too easy now? Maybe Neville's just taking the fight out of Perkins well he
1: doesn't want to think it's too easy and
0: well Perkins beat 31 men to be cruiseweight champion but Neville wasn't one
1: well Neville clearly took too long and Perkins was up oh, oh. manages to hit a neck breaker and switch in momentum
0: yeah but Neville again rolling outside
1: oh but Perkins springboarding his way over the top and a drop kick there to Neville right on target as well Neville might be rocked capitalised on this now Perkins oh. off the top and planting Neville with a DDT. Oh, <laughs> oh but not enough to put the big man down. <laughs> he spiked Neville there. The <laughs> impact in the ring.
0: We see the replay?
1: Bang. Springboarding <laughs> over the top and just planting Neville. You Let's go, see it again. Yeah, you
0: should go the other side. Bang. Didn't you? Neville yeah. managed, somehow got DDT'd and ended up on the other over side the, of him. Yeah. That's an optical illusion. <laughs> Neville
1: responding. <laughs> Hasn't got the strength to pick up Perkins, though. Oh. oh hits that
0: cross-arm breaker. Well, it's the one that made uh, it made Mustafa Ali tap out last week. But Neville trying to roll through. Oh, my word. Referee's counting the shoulders when the shoulder was clearly up. The
1: middle of his back wasn't even touching the fucking mat, let alone <laughs> his fucking shoulders. That referee needs fucking shooting. But Neville, look at the power picking up Perkins. Trying to break it and manage to power bomb Perkins down.
0: Is the referee going to count him now? Yeah, come on. He's got his foot over his leg. But Neville taking a lot of punishment here from TJ Perkins. Perkins is still in this match. Could go either way now. Well, again, you know, it's humanising Neville a bit more. And Neville maybe showing a
1: little bit of respect to Perkins there, you know, just face to face. Oh, yay-nay punches going off. Oh, my God. Oh, no, Perkins getting Neville up onto his shoulders, but Neville fighting out, spinning heel kick to the midsection. Oh, but runs into a spinning heel
0: kick straight to his big chin. And if you could do, I could do better. That's what Perkins says. And follows up with a big elbow in the corner. Well, now, can Perkins capitalize on this? Neville's down. He's going to the top. So many ways Perkins can win a match, you know, with the clutch or with the detonation kick or now on the top rope. Is he taking too long, though? Oh, Neville managed to
1: get his way up and his devastating superplex. Can he finish Perkins with it for a second time?
0: You said, Dan, he's got to avoid this. Can he on the top oh, now? Oh,
1: looks like he's managing
0: to fight his way out. He has to, otherwise, this will be over and done with. Oh! Plants, Neville. Neville. You got big ears. Neville face first into the canvas. Perkins
1: primed up top. Going for a Frankensteiner, but getting caught by Neville. Oh, he's getting a body stretch on but gets rolled up by
0: Perkins,
1: oh. who nearly gets the victory in a very cheeky manner.
0: Fucking hell and yeah, like he said, Neville nearly caught
1: out there trying to be too smart himself. But Perkins trying to hang up Neville but ends up getting hung up
0: himself. That was very clever by Neville getting out of the way. And oh my word. Step up in Seguri. And Neville's got, the, like he said, the, the body stretch across for Perkins. And will Perkins tap out? Oh, and he taps, but Neville's not relinquishing the hold. Oh, come on now.
1: The referee can't get Neville's grip open, but manages to relinquish the move. And yeah, beats Perkins, but he'd pull up a hell of a fight. He
0: did. Perkins had nowhere to go. And like you said, really impressive in that one.
1: He's got chewing gum in his hair.
0: He, who has? Neville. Oh, has he? Dirty bastard. But Perkins, like I say, excellent effort. Couldn't do anything else. Oh, but what's this? Yeah. Gentleman
1: Jack has made his entrance.
0: Oh, he's suited and booted. He's coming and out carry here.
1: carrying him with William number three. William the third, gets met by the boot of Neville, though. Neville picks up his umbrella. Oh, no, not William. Oh, my throws word. Throws it down the entrance, entranceway. But, well, but runs into an uppercut.
0: And he Took his eyes off Gallagher.
1: Go on, Jackie boy. Come on, son. Oh, a headbutt sends Neville crashing down. and Well, you we don't want any more of that and walks away.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Gentleman Jack there sending a message. And look oh, at this.
1: that's a lovely sight. <laughs> that suits him, actually. It, it
0: does. It really does. weight championship belt over Gallagher's shoulder saying, This is mine in just a couple of weeks. But what a great way to enter 05, Dan.
1: This. Been a very exciting Two I Five live, and yeah, I've enjoyed every minute of it.
0: Yeah, no, it's been great. We've seen a three big matches here tonight as well. I think it's one of the best episodes we've seen of Two Five. To be fair, well, yeah, uh, you know, and team
1: that with last week's episode, you had the Fatal Five a which was brilliant in itself.
0: Yeah, it was all good. It really is, and it is two weeks before uh, Fast Lane. And last night on Raw, Dan, we had the contract signing.
1: We did, yes the Cruiserweight Championship
0: match. Gallagher tea and biscuits, uh, which I thought was quite a nice touch scene, English gentleman, you know it is.
1: He was definitely a gentleman, but Neville was pissed off, and he's like, are you for real? He's like, you know, you're just a cartoon character, probably similar to Mr Bean, I'd say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and also that people were laughing at him, and not with him. And Jack, though, like, to his credit, said he's not acting like a gentleman. He is...
1: They had a little brawl, and then Neville backed down from an umbrella-wielding jack.
0: And They did. And the first match here tonight, so that was the opening promo we saw. First match now, Dan, is... The
1: Brian Kendrick against Tozawa. The match
0: just started.
1: Um, you know, again, we've seen the little storyline building up between these two wrestlers as well, you know. The Brian Kendrick wanting to take Tozawa under his wing and have him, you know, be his mentor, basically. And Akira Tozawa basically downright said
0: no. Yeah, no, exactly. And then last night on Raw, Tozawa uh, refused to shake Kendrick's hand, and he paid play- paid the price with uh, Brian's vicious assault on Tozawa. But we've seen Tozawa trying, isn't he? You know, yeah, he
1: ended up in the fisherman's hook. But you know, Tozawa he's not got his back turned tonight, and he's started off on the upper hand.
0: Yeah, well, especially like, the strikes of Tozawa we saw at the CWC. How vicious! They can be, you know, and we like Tozawa, don't we, yeah?
1: Yeah, the amazing Tozawa. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs>
0: ah! <laughs> look, if that can get over, then anything can. You know, that's what Tozawa is. Well, no, as I say, look, like see Tozawa with the strikes just chopping away on the, Ken- uh, the Brian Kendrick. And then the big right hand as well. And like, see, Tozawa is popular, and I think it, it works for him to, you know, like the Brian Kendrick at the moment... Trying to be that kind of weird hill of like, oh, I'll get you on my side, and Tazawa. Everybody thinking Tazawa doesn't understand what's going on, but at the moment, you know, actually having his way with Kendrick in this match, and maybe it's like we say, knows what's going on.
1: Rams Tezawa's head against the ring post instead.
0: <laughs> that would do the job of Tazawa. Might be out of it. Oh, and what's Brian Kendrick got? Is he trying oh, to get he's the
1: him? Uh... But Tazawa trying to fight out, managing to do so for the time being.
0: Well we like we said, we know how tough Tsar is, but Kendrick is vicious in himself and we've seen that side since he's come back as well, stepping over Tizawa.
1: Yeah, but again, can you take him as seriously sin as though like I don't know he's you know, like when you get a dominating male and it was D-Bow and Kendrick and like along comes a stronger lion in Neville and just kind of been for top spot and Debrian Kendrick's left fighting with the, I don't know the younger guys. I yeah, suppose, you know, no, I, I, guys.
0: I think I think you're right, but I think yeah, Kendrick, I think this is the right position for him at the moment. I don't know if he'll ever have another title run again, you know. But I think helping the youngsters out, especially like Tazara, because there might be a language problem and stuff like this, it will help him on two hundred five. Because at least the roles, you know, who's a good guy, who's a bad guy in this one, don't you? You know.
1: Yeah.
0: He's trying to fight out from Kendrick's assault,
1: but runs into a big boot gets taken over by Kendrick, and that's it.
0: Oh, but Tizawa, though, he's got his hand there trying to stop the uh, fisherman's hook. Must have oh. scouted that.
1: Well, escapes Brian Kendrick's uh, f- submission.
0: And now Tazara trying to go for his German suplex. That always finishes it.
1: Oh, hits him with a Frankensteiner, though. But Kendrick running to the o- rolling to the outside. Big right hand from Tazara sends him crashing to the mat below.
0: Ha! Ha! <laughs> ha! <laughs> no Tazaro, there with a huge...
1: Is it a kamikaze dive if he does it?
0: On the outside to Kendrick. And now Kendrick trying to get away. Oh, he's going under the ring. Oh, maybe there's going to be another Brian Kendrick under there. You know, like they did with Doinks. <laughs> well, Kendrick threw Tazara into the apron. Tying his ankle up in,
1: like, the elastics that uh, secure the apron.
0: And the referee's counting as well. What's he up to? Eight? <laughs> <laughs> so I can't get in. <laughs> there you go. Kendrick wins by count-out. Well, what did you think of that, Dan?
1: Well, you know, it's displaying Kendrick's dastardly heel tactics. And I think, you know, it's quite an ingenious way of doing it as well.
0: That's not bad at all. When the rivalry continues and like it's Brian Kendrick walking out of here, I think Tazawa's going to be there for the rest of the show now.
1: He's going to be a part of the ring apron.
0: But not a bad match?
1: No, you no, know, it was a good back and forth. I think it's le- definitely left it open between the two of these guys. Tazawa's definitely going to want to get some retribution.
0: He is indeed And backstage we see Tom or Todd Phillips Before we move on Let's hear about the breaking news Right, first off, fuck Todd Grisham Right, I'm oh, sorry, I'm going to go on another fucking little thing here Todd Grisham now Do you know Todd Grisham? Right, that puny little punk who was on WWE television About five or six years ago Fucking useless He made me not watch Smackdown Because how fucking useless he was Uh, Awful, awful he is now one of the lead announcers on UFC. They got rid of Mike Goldberg. Unbelievably, anybody that knows that. Be like the JR of UFC yeah. and replace him with this fucking idiot. Uh, I heard his commentary on the weekend. It's awful. I listen to UFC now on mute. Anyway, coming off the conveyor belt of WWE now announce- was Tom or Todd Phillips. That's why I call him this for. Now, don't get me wrong. I haven't got a personal problem with Todd. He does NXT commentary. He does a few others. He joined SmackDown recently. But a story come out during the week that I had to fucking tell everybody. So, I'll read the article in full, ladies and gentlemen, seeing as we've got time for this. Uh, W announcer Tom Phillips was caught allegedly sending sexually explicit messages to a woman on social media. Uh, The woman known as... uh, Missy the Tattooed Girl was later informed by friends that Phillips was engaged and decided to publicly show the messages he sent via her Instagram, along with photos that she says, This is why I don't trust people. Without my friends, I would never have known that high-profile WWE commentator, he brilliant was talking to me and I wanted to get together. Is engaged, I had zero idea. Since the story came out, Phillips has changed his Instagram account to private. The woman sent a message. Also, has her account set to private. As of writing, writing, no statement will be made by Tom Phillips or the WWE. I'm in. Have you got the thing in front of you? What the?
1: What? What? what,
0: what did did he say? Yeah, because I've got. Uh, I've got the actually.
1: She sent back ha 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 (laughs) wink, and he said, "I'm in my seat with a massive erection and a four-hour flight ahead." Then he went on to say, I'm going to face fuck the shit out of you. (laughs) And then Missy, the tattoo goes, and she went on to say, this is what I said. At TV's Tom, hashtag WWE, hashtag SmackDown, hashtag Tom Phillips, hashtag NXT, hashtag wrestling.
0: And speaking of Tom Phillips and his massive erection, what did he ask? Well, he asked Brian, is the feud over? He said, no. He said, these, lesson one. Beat them up before the match, which he did on Raw. Lesson two, there's more than one way to win. He's not yet finished handing out lessons to Tazawa.
1: So do you think he's got a lot to teach the amazing Tazawa? I
0: think he still wants to have him as his protégé, as it was. Uh, up next, then Noam Dar was interviewed. Uh, Asked about Swan's comments last week. What did he say, Dan?
1: This year and Noam Dar are like two peas in a pod.
0: Yeah, and Swan's a for talking like that. Uh, no Fox tonight, no drama, she's just ill. Now, I had a rankings idea. Uh, I don't know if we've got time for it right now. Uh, they should rank all the Cruiserweights and it's in line for a title shot. So, like the match we're going to have, like Noam Dar versus uh, Mustafa Ali, the winner of that, and then it means something in the rankings, doesn't it? You know, you have yeah. top 20, and you would be like, well, Jack Gallagher's number one at the moment, number three is Tony Niece. If he wins his next match, he'll be next in line, and then you could do it like that. Anyway. So,
1: would that mean the Brian Kendricks... Got a win under his belt. Brian
0: Kendrick would be up the ladder now. He'd probably be like fifth or fourth. Do you know what I mean? He'll be, you know, he'll face it. And you, you do match like that. So then every match on 25 Live matters then, you know? Every match matters. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. Next match, Dan, it was? Noam Dar versus Mustafa Ali. What did you think of the match?
1: Uh, well, it was an okay match. Uh, you know, you're a big fan of Dar, but he was on the losing end last time against this man.
0: Yeah, he was. It was quite a, a, a shock it was. This time... Dan? LL called R1. He did, he did. Uh, but it was a back-and-forth match, and Mustafa Ali's area offence is awesome.
1: He is brilliant in the air. You know, he's certainly coming into his own. We didn't really see too much of him on the CWC. I think he was eliminated quite early. Yeah,
0: very early on, yeah. Uh,
1: but, you know, he's he's definitely come into a character.
0: Yeah, as somebody that we're impressed by, and he's got a big future. No, no, I'll keep doing this, but he's still featured heavily. Onto to a five every week. And next up, we've got Corey Graves, Mario Ranallo, Austin Aries talking about the next superstar who's coming to five. <laughs> 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 yes, it is.
1: Do you think he should be down there, though?
0: Or I, do I not think he should be on the main roster? I think he, Austin Aries has proven with not only his commentary recently, but the way he can go, that he does deserve to be on Raw or SmackDown. I do think his size, I've said this before, though, does yeah. hold him back because he is only, you know, like I say, he's cruise weight wrestler, isn't he? Under six foot, yeah. it be under, you know, five foot six maybe. But he is fantastic working. He deserves to be in NXT, doesn't he, really?
1: He does, definitely, yeah. But, you know, if would you rather be a smaller fish in... On Raw or Smackdown, or potentially one of the biggest fishes on 205 Right,
0: I think with Aries, who is the main event player. You talk about Kendrick and um, Neville earlier. You know, Aries can definitely be that kind of hill wrestler as well to, to help 205 and the Cruiserweights out. Uh, but up next, we have... We have Tony Neese nice
1: against Gentleman Jack.
0: Yeah, and we see Neville being interviewed as well. And uh, Neville said, Jack laid hands on the king. But Nice is back, and is this a tough test for Gallagher?
1: Well, you know, as he said, it's it's a dress rehearsal. He is a similar build to Neville, and, you know, like he's displaying his strength there. We've said it from the start, he's a very strong bloke. He is. and But if, you know, if Jack can out-wrestle him, he can prove that he's in good stead to
0: face Neville. Is that what Jack has to do in this one, just to out-wrestle Nice? He does. He needs
1: to go back to what he started off with, you know, tying people up into little packages and making them... Making them so frustrated, they're cool, and then that's when Jack strikes with the big knees and finish, or big drop kick, running drop kick and finishes yeah. them off.
0: Yeah, i we've seen in recent weeks as well. That you know, the the headbutt for Gallagher is such an awesome weapon.
1: <laughs> he's got Tony Neese's arm locked behind his back, and he's just twiddling his beard. Like I said, you know, he's got to take it back to making them look like
0: idiots and making them lose their temper. And he's he's checking his hair now as he drops back.
1: Oh, he's relaxing whilst hurting Nice. and I'm not sure how much more Nice can take of this.
0: But does it work for Gallagher to be a top contender, or is he a comedy character? What you see, can you take him seriously?
1: I've, I can definitely. You can definitely take him seriously when he's on his game like this. I know, like you know, he's got to be able to take a bit of a beating from these stronger guys. But again, you know, just out wrestling someone and making them lose their cool, it's it brings a bit of light to wrestling. Yeah, I think you know, it's as opposed to a comedy character because I see comedy characters as someone like Santino Morella. You know, and I—I I certainly don't class Jack in that category whatsoever. Would you
0: say it's more of an early Goldust? You know, when Goldust first started, people didn't take him seriously because they thought it was serious. Uh, didn't think he was serious. Didn't take him seriously. <clears throat> they didn't take him seriously. So underestimated him. So then, when he did win the Knockout Title and had success early on, it was because yeah. people didn't really think he could do it. Maybe, like you say, Gallagher's. Uh, a full sense honing you know maybe if they think oh he's an easy touch does he stand a chance against Neville
1: I think he does yeah well you know it's a lot more of a level playing field yeah Neville does have the build but you know it's, it's proves he if he can beat someone the size of Tony Neese why not
0: Neville oh yeah that's a fair point we've seen Neese there with a I big know Neese is no Neville no but I, I think Neese is, is quite underrated in uh, 205 I think he's got a big upside as they would say
1: yeah most definitely you know he's he's one of the biggest sized fives. you know alongside Neville I don't yeah. think there's any bigger than him Well,
0: oh, he's built like a heavyweight and he wrestles like a cruiserweight, doesn't he you know Tony Neese he throws Gallagher to the outside as well
1: Neese looking to leap over the top and take Jack out but running along the mat doing a cartwheel I mean he's playing Jack Gallagher at his own game and yeah. then hits him with a nice super kick to the
0: face that was a beautiful move like you say matching Gallagher
1: Know, doing a cartwheel taking dodging the leg sweep and then yeah a nice super kick to the face you can see how
0: strong the strikes are as well with Gallagher especially with his pale skin you can see all the red marks already his face busted are you surprised tony needs being in control did you think this is going to the way it's, it's <laughs> going to be oh
1: you know again it's, it's a dress rehearsal for jack so he's got to try and absorb as much as of tony as he can you know to get himself accustomed to
0: being hit by a big fella Oh, fucking hell. Look at these now. Talking about getting hit by a big fella. We know Gallagher's tough.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But we've got to see the heart as well. And he's been on a roll recent weeks as well. He's been the hot thing, I would say, maybe across all WWE since the Rumble, you know? He's
1: certainly been, you know, really over with the fans. And I think the fans are appreciating what they see with Gallagher. You know, he's, he's not the biggest fellas, but... He still manages to keep up with the big guys. Twitter at the bottom. Austin Aries just introduced his own video package. He's so great. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what Aries brings, though. You know, he's, he's it's a good commentary team. He will be a, when he does go. It will be a bit of a shame. But I do like. I think I have everybody Nalo and Graves until they send texts about their huge erections. <laughs> I think they're the best in the WWE at the moment. Oh, and oh, yeah. fucking Jack
1: hey. with a very near pinfall there, but only managing to get two. Two. And then headbutts Tony Neese nice and put even the biggest of guys down.
0: Nice exchange between these two guys as well. And a fucking replay of the headbutt. I told you, most vicious, nice vicious headbutt in WWE. And we see the marks on Gallagher's face as he tries to get back into this match. neese nice been in control, the majority of it. but Jack managing to find his way back into it. Both men on their feet.
1: Jack looking angry. And Nice drops to the mat and then rolls to the outside. Clever by Neese. Nice. But it's Gallagher going to try and get him back in. Oh, gets hung up on the top by Nice, though. You know, he lured him into it.
0: Nice now setting Gallagher on the top. Oh, it looks like he might be trying to German suplex him, but Gallagher's not having it.
1: Oh, headbutts him, headbutts down, and he gets hung up in the tree of woe.
0: And this is not a position you want to be in.
1: Especially against Gentleman Jack. Oh, but Nice, with his incredible power, manages to pick Gallagher up and German suplex him down.
0: Fucking hell, fair play to Nice and still hung on holding onto that top rope as well. Oh, but Jack
1: punched at the back of Nice. And now is he looking to deliver his own German suplex from the top? Going even higher. Gallagher's perched up top. Oh, oh, oh Drops Nice on his back. Gallagher's showing signs of wear and tear. Nice up to his feet. Is he gonna try and finish off the gentleman?
0: Oh, Nice took the offensive move and, yeah, like you said, was in the up for Gallagher.
1: Oh, Gallagher with a running drop kick into the corner, though. It could be game over for Nice. Three, and that's
0: it. Gentleman Jack, here's your winner. Another victory for the Gentleman. Gallagher wins. Dan, what do you think of that match?
1: I thought it was a bloody good match, you know. It was a very good dress rehearsal for Jack. Someone... The size of Neville, and yeah, you know, he managed to absorb a lot of nieces onslaught, finish it off in bloody good style, and that headbutt is just a complete devastation.
0: It really is. Like like you said as well, though, the dropkick in the corner, getting the job, Neville will have to avoid that. If Neville's watching backstage, do you think he's got a game plan now for Gentleman Jack?
1: Uh, He's certainly, you know, going to be gathering as much intel on Jack as he can, but...
0: How can you face someone who changes his game every week? Well, this is the thing about Jack. But, I mean, we should say credit to Tony Niso. Another good outing. And he's got his place on 205 Live, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. you
1: know, definitely deserves to be up there.
0: You put Niso there. But that is 205, the penultimate episode. We go on to 205 Live, episode 14. So, yes, our last episode of 205 Live before Fast Lane. It is February 28th, episode 14, and we have a promo to start the show, Dan, and it showed what happened, didn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, last night on Raw, niece and Neville teamed up against Gentleman Jack and TJ Perkins, and Neville had one goal, and that was to put Gallagher in his place, you know, he thinks he's been taking the piss out of him.
0: And after that, we had Tom or Todd Phillips with the, um, was with Jack for a bit of one-on-one.
1: Yes, sir. No raging boners here.
0: No, he didn't have a raging bonus as he interviewed Jack Gallagher. That's that's good to know for him.
1: <laughs> can you look him in the eye now since <laughs> that scandal?
0: I can't believe he's still got a job Say with fair. a
1: massive erection.
0: Yeah. But you can show your dick to anybody. Seth Rollins has done this in the past <laughs> and now Tom Phillips. So. Well, I'm
1: sure we'll have another <laughs> controversial characters episode bringing up the more recent
0: wrestlers. Yeah, Back to this. And Jackie Boy said at Fastlane, when the king faces the gentleman, it... Might not be the winner Neville is expecting.
1: Mm. And uh, got
0: Neville's fast lane address
1: and probably a response to... What Jackie Boy said
0: exactly, but we get the action underway in our first match, which is which it, I nearly did your bit then, which is who? No, da! <laughs> <laughs> the only constant on two oh five live. Danny's had a match every week for the past five weeks on here, so yeah, shame about the shit gimmick he's got. Like. It is, it is, but he will be at Fastlane in the kickoff match. Uh, yeah, but st- still, at least he's at the pay per view, and he'll be teaming with Brian Kendrick versus Rich Swan and Akira Tazawa tonight. Who would be the Scottish Supernova's opponent? Lindsay Storado! <laughs> yeah, and we see him, and here he is diving off the top of Noam dark. Can he get the pin after the crossbody? On the outside, um, we see <laughs> Alicia Fox eating flowers that she's just been given uh, as the match is taking place.
1: She's crazy.
0: Uh, yeah, like Hoochie's is crazy, Fox is crazy and handing out flowers. And the fans seem to be more interested in what's going on on the outside than they are in-ring because we've got a We Want Flowers chant.
1: Oh, gets his legs taken out by Dar. I mean, Dar's not really had much of a chance to showcase what he can actually do in the ring. The reason why you backed him in the tournament, not because he's Scottish.
0: They seem to be pushing him, yeah, exactly, a completely different way to what I thought they were going to do. You know, the way he wrestles, he would have made a good underdog baby face, but they kind of seem to go with this arrogant Scotsman with a girlfriend who's twice his height, who seems to, like I say, she is munching away at ringside as we talk.
1: (laughs) Bit of a fucking crank, isn't she?
0: She is. I mean, I don't know if flowers are good for the diet. I don't know. I've not been on a flowers diet, so not Tim Flowers flowers, diet. Some
1: (laughs) flowers can be quite poisonous, I thought. Now she's throwing them to the crowd.
0: Well, and we see in the locker room, Rich Swan looking on intently. Of course, he's been uh, playing some mind games with Dar. We've seen it recent times over Fox. Do you think Swan? Do you think a Swan and a Fox could be together? Well, you know, it'd be a bit messy. I think <laughs> it would be. I mean, maybe Swan just wants to get into uh, Dar's head. But now they're caught with a tilt by Dorado.
1: Oh, but runs into a knee, and a hurry carry by Dorado.
0: Oh, lovely by Dorado. Now avoiding Dar's combinations.
1: Oh, flips him over with a belly-to-belly, then nips up Alice Shawn Michaels.
0: Yeah, now Dorado, can he capitalise on this? Dar reversing the Irish whip.
1: Oh, <laughs> springboard stunner by Dorado. And Dar's out. Oh.
0: Well, Dorado now going to the top after that. Springboard stunner. Can he beat Dar? Oh, and Dar delivering it. Taking out the legs of Dorado. But is he taking his time? He's in the corner. A Scottish supernova. Oh my word, that's a beautiful kick to the head, and Dorado
1: is... Out of here. I think yeah. that's Dar's first recorded win, isn't it? And for the first part of it, they was more interested in what Fox was doing on the outside, and then... Springboard, stunner.
0: Yeah. Like it wasn't a bad match, though, was it? No, it
1: wasn't a bad match, you know, it was a good bit of back and forth.
0: And we see... Um, now, Dar getting the mic after this, and he goes, Flowers don't compare! To Alicia Fox. And that's my impression. No, I'm done. I'd like to thank everybody. Uh, so up next, we have Austin Aries in the ring. And I think it might be interview time, Dan.
1: Yeah, well, he, he announced himself <laughs> yeah. in quite spectacular fashion, really, didn't he, he last did. week? <laughs> he
0: did. And we see Tazara in the ring. And I, uh, every said to Tazara, he's had a bad start to Five Live.
1: Uh, he did, yeah, you know, turning down Brian's
0: offer to be his mentor. Yeah, but Tozawa said he wanted a man.
1: Well, you know, he, he can certainly handle himself, so why not? Um, and Aries showed a video of the lessons
0: Brian has been teaching Tozawa. Yeah.
1: You know, he has actually been teaching him.
0: Exactly, yeah, quite, quite. It's bad. been
1: quite a good little storyline between them
0: It three. has been, indeed, deal, like we see, um, like last night after Tozawa beat Dar and Raw, Kendrick tapped him from behind. And again, like you say, last week two or five, holding them up in the ropes, uh, holding them up on the ring, teach him all these like different ways to win, different ways to yeah. attack as well. It is quite good. But that's more heelish tactics. You
1: know, Tazara wants to be more of a face, and he wants to do it properly, which he definitely can do. I mean, he's yeah, very good potential. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what does Tazara want to do about it? He wants to fight. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> so Tazara's chant already. Trying to get the fans with me. He wants to fight now.
1: I was with this from the fucking. You were, level. you
0: were. Oh wait a minute now. We see Brian Kendrick coming out here. Going to teach him another lesson. Kendrick's
1: not going to fight him now because it's another lesson Kendrick could potentially. Exactly.
0: He's 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 wound up to Zawa and you know Zawa wants to go and Kendrick's saying no 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 we'll do it we'll do it on you know under my own terms not under what you want you know. And then he talks about himself here as well, doesn't he? Why doesn't Zawa? Yeah want to be with Kendrick
1: well you know he's got 18 years of experience and he's insulted that Tazawa wouldn't want to try and gain some of his knowledge
0: exactly and it, it does it beg good question because if you are new to it I mean Kendrick is someone that maybe you know really could help you out because uh, with the segment itself and him on the mic he's, Brian's quite good isn't he actually yeah so there you go Brian
1: Kendrick and I'm teaching him another lesson and you know he's doing it on his terms he's the one with the experience he's wound up Tozawa and he's just leaving him there really pissed off and meanwhile backstage Kendrick's smiling to himself.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Like I say, lesson four. Learn English out against him as well. Also is... he's Minnesota, <laughs> is not he? <laughs> yeah, which is quite good. Uh so no, fair play by Kendrick, but we move on. the next match should be a good one, Dan.
1: Well, it's a six man tag. You got Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander
0: and TJ Perkins going against. Davari, Tony Neese, nice, and Drew. Gulak, and we've seen six-man action before on 205 Like It's been really good. This should be a good match-up. The thing we like about 205 is how even it is, and any of these men could win the match, and you wouldn't be upset about it, would you, really? You could argue that all six men here haven't maybe got the biggest personalities.
1: Yeah, well, you know, start Tony Nice, He's been given a lot of airtime
0: recently. You know, he was even on Raw. Yeah, and Aries was saying that, you know, you don't have a lot of personality, and needs was saying, let me back up in the ring as well. Like we say, we know what he is. He looks like a heavyweight. He fights like a cruiserweight. started early with Mustafa stuff uh Ali with the power moves, but Ali's another guy whose aerial ability has been really impressive as of late.
1: Impressive during the CWC tournament, and yeah. you
0: know, as all of these were. Yeah, exactly, and Ali uh, came off a big victory a uh, few weeks ago now against Davari to get into the five uh, five-way elimination match for number one contendership tags out now to of Galaxian, we see Tony Nice in there now but it's good to I like multi-man tag matches you know what I mean it gets a chance it gives you a chance to see more than uh, you know one or two people as well it's quite fast
1: paced as well you know with the, with the speed of the tags from like the face team when they're in advantage you know to the even to the speed of the tag when the Hills when they're in advantage, you yeah. know, it's going.
0: Yeah, most definitely, you know. Fast are, moving. As we've been talking, you know, they've, <laughs> Perkins has just tagged himself in and out now to Ali. We've seen Alexander in this match. The only person we haven't really seen is Gulak as of yet. But Mustafa Ali's going to work on the arms. He's going to try and slow him down. Who are you going to go for in this match, then? Good guys or the uh, bad guys? I'm
1: going to stick with TJP. He's done me well.
0: <laughs> he has done you very well, if you think about it. Perkins and Nice they've had a little uh, feud as of late as well Perkins could make Nice tap out with the
1: armbar yeah he's got the armbar locked in Davari comes in tries delivering a knee drop to Perkins head but he sits up and gets out of the way of that and then deposits Davari to the outside (laughs) oh who then gets a kick in the chest from Alexander but then he gets taken out by Gulak who then gets thrown out by Perkins well there
0: we go three men on the outside someone's
1: Uh, gonna go fly I don't think
0: this is finished yet yeah here comes Ali
1: Oh, springboards himself off the second rope and then takes out
0: his opponents. Perkins' turn to go flying. I think it is. Alexander was clever there, moving out of the way. And now he's picking up Gulak. Oh, oh, but he gets his leg taken out by Nice. On the other side of the ring. Oh, fucking hell. Throws him into the
1: ring apron and then throws him to the announce table. I don't know
0: what's worse, you know. I think maybe <laughs> the apron, them, but even with the uh, announce table, you don't get too close to them, do you? Nah. <laughs> I mean, of course, we know how great Austin Aries is. I mean, if they were to touch Aries, he would go in the ring and probably destroy all six men. So, you know, he do not take any risks.
1: He's probably the first man to ever, the first commentator to ever introduce his own promotion. <laughs>
0: yeah, he is. And now Devar is
1: in to take down Perkins. Are they're going to work on little TJP. Yeah,
0: I think the hills taking over now. Net Netbreaker. Can he get the pin? No. Shoulder up at two.
1: Two. Of
0: course, fast lane is Sunday as well. We've talked a lot about the Gallagher Neville feud. I think we might leave it now until the actual Fastlane event because we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the Cruiserweight title could indeed mean more than most of the title matches on Raw or matches because you've got a, an hour show dedicated to it each week. You know, we've had 5 hours yeah. of stuff and people are just fighting for that one title. Yeah. So the Cruiserweight title match if it is just like a 5 minute match on the fast lane pay per view, or use like a filler, it's going to be a disappointment because of the whole yeah, thing of definitely. it. I want it to be like a nice long fifteen minute match. You don't you know? want it to
1: be the match where everyone goes and gets their drinks and
0: snacks for the main event. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, it's pointless. You know, two hundred and five live is here, and it's all about the cruiserweight title. You know, yeah. and it's and it's good that you're having two cruiserweight matches, even though one is on kickoff at fast lane as well. But can Perkins get out of Davari's grasp? He's in a bit of trouble the past five minutes or so.
1: Manages to flip his way out, but can he get a tag to either Ali or
0: Alexander? And Mister Ali taking down Gulak and dodging as well. Nice kick in the corner.
1: Takes him down. Oh, that's very innovative. <laughs> Dives through the rope and delivers a lovely neck breaker.
0: And he's going to try and set him up now for that 450 we've seen. Oh, Divari trying to stop Ali. But he gets
1: a drop kick for his troubles. But Gulak's managed to have time to take it up and Gulak and Nice are back together again.
0: Yes, and that was a good team. Nice in the <coughs> corner as well, telling Gulak, come on, get on with it. They've worked very well together. And now Gulak's got Ali in a horrible position. Oh. Literally just throws him off his shoulder.
1: Oh. Alexander in to break up the two count. Two. And that would have been over if Cedric hadn't gotten in. Oh. And a big fire there by Davari, but TJ Perkins is in. Throws Davari to the outside. Springboard drop kicks him out.
0: And where's Nice going now? He's on the apron. Oh. And
1: cartwheels over. Um, Perkins trying to take his leg out and delivers a big right hand
0: to his head. A beautiful super kick by Nice. And here oh, comes Alexander. That's what I meant. Oh, oh my word. Didn't even touch top rope there, did he, Cedric? As he took out, oh. <laughs> as he took out, Nissan Davari looks like he landed straight on his ass. And it's left Gulak and Ali in the ring now.
1: A lovely tornado DDT there by Ali.
0: <laughs> and Gulak went from one side of the ring all the way to the other. But has right. he put himself in trouble now? Oh, inverted four fifty. And that is beautiful. Oh, oh. Davari putting Gulak's leg onto the bottom rope. Yeah, you know, I thought that oh, that was it. If it hadn't been for that, Daivari, they very heelish, but clever way of not getting pinned. Oh, so the referee
1: sees it now, but you don't see it when it's AJ Styles versus Luke Harper.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to that in a minute. We see referee distracted by Davari. Fucking oh, hell. Nice with a
1: belly-to-back suplex on, uh, well, it was like a German release suplex on Ali to the bottom turnbuckle.
0: It's like he was thrown out of a moving vehicle as he <laughs> <hit>. <laughs> <laughs> it's vehicle. It's vehicles he hit that bottom turnbuckle. Can he get a tag to
1: Nice? He manages to. But Ali Possum tags in Perkins. Oh Perkins set Nice up. Oh for the Detonation kick. Detonation kick. But again, Davari into saver. He's a slippery little cunt, he? has. He's
0: been the MVP of this match, saving his partners as Alexander springballs in and clotheslines Davari out. And, oh, wait a minute. Cedric and referee as Perkins was up top. Oh, Gulo. Perkins looks in trouble. Nice staggering to his feet. Oh, you know what's coming as he gets down the knee pad, running Nice. I thought it was going to be a big elbow. <laughs> 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 Knocks Perkins out and. Gets the victory. Well, there we go. Tony Nice gets the win, and a very good match, Dan.
1: No, it was a bloody good match. Really fast-paced. A lot of back and forth. Again, could have gone either way. And now in CWC 205 live.
0: No, I, exactly. As as a brilliant, brilliant match. Uh, more of this. He could have this on every single show of 205, and it wouldn't be a problem, really. You know because this is what the Cruiserweight scene is all about you see the different styles how they work Daivari had a great match in there Nice got the win as well you know so it's it's worthwhile isn't it you know and talking smack straight after 205 Live as always we watch nothing of note happened even though AJ Styles has become a regular guest on Talking Smack now he's basically on every week
1: Austin Aries promoting a man who's not only an expert on the microphone, but an expert in the ring.
0: And that man is, Dan. Austin Aries. It's Austin Aries. <laughs> it I, I like the fact that the guy hasn't got an ego. Do you know what I mean? He just says it like oh, it is. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. So, okay, Neville's address. He's just about to address us peasants um, watching.
1: Newcastle, isn't it?
0: Yes. Address. So no real surprise, Neville's saying the Great Cruiserate <laughs> is him. talking talk about himself. What happens next, Neville? Tell us. Go on. Neville called Gallagher a sideshow. And now, Gentleman Jack is interrupting this address. I'm talking about dress. He's suited and booted, Dan. What's Jack going to say to Neville? Tea and biscuits chant. Gallagher's come out here and offered the uh, the biscuit offering. Did you ever think we'd have a tea and biscuits chant, Dan, on WWE, eh? So we've had a We Want Flowers chant and a tea and biscuits chant. So Neville has said to Gallagher. Gallagher. Galaha, i call him Gal- <laughs> neville says to gentleman jack don't push me because i want to leave you one piece for fast lane where i can set an example but if you push me might do it tonight and what is jackie boy's response dan
1: well jack said this isn't your ring neville i'm not going to leave it this ring belongs to all of them pointing to the fans me and
0: you James he did he did did. and then he's taking his jacket off so he means business
1: go on Jack takes out Neville's legs couple of jabs to the head but oh gets slowed down by Neville who knees into the gut and
0: smashes his head to the canvas well Neville's not mucking around is he and Jack said that you know oh rips Gallagher's shirt off and he says it's time for Neville to leave but Neville now beating up on Gallagher showing him why it's his ring Poor old Jack. Maybe he's bitten off more than he can chew in this fight against the Cruiserweight King. A series of kicks to the midsection. Neville's not letting up, but... Oh. Jack puts
1: a stop to it with a couple of lovely drop kicks. And a nice. headbutt.
0: <laughs>
1: that changes everything. <laughs> he rocks himself, but I think Neville comes off a lot worse than that. Follows it up with a big knee. Right, and a kisser.
0: Neville in the corner, now he comes...
1: Jack. Oh, but he ducks his way out of the ring, comes leaping towards <laughs> him, delivers a lovely kick
0: to the head and sends Neville out of the ring. I mean, has Gallagher got Neville's number? I think he has. I mean, that was a message sent there. But Gallagher's in the middle of his ring, the people's ring, cruiserweight champion on the ed- end of that attack. Could it be Gallagher's time at Fast Lane? I'd love to see it. <laughs> I'll tell you, if...
1: I could actually have a result, go, I want it to, this would probably be it.
0: Yeah, I mean, unbelievable, but... And it's a steal the show at fast. Oh, that you? would be... Honestly, these two guys, they have a potential to steal the show, and that's what makes it great. But what have you thought of 205 Live this past five weeks of catching up a bit? Then? It's
1: been brilliant. The storylines are certainly coming into their own. You know, they was a bit weak at first, but that can be forgiven because it was just starting up. But now, you know, you've got the... Serting into it and people developing not quite the way we would like to expect with Noam Dar. You know, we'd like to see better things from him, but he is getting airtime. He's got his first recorded victory.
0: Yes, yes, indeed. In 205 Live, so, you know, (laughs) Uh, things are looking up. It's getting better as well. Austin Aries, imminent arrival. Uh, Grand Metalik making his debut and we're seeing him as well. Uh, the way we'll we'll do with Tazara. The show is getting better each week and that's all we can can ask.
1: Yeah, it's definitely coming into its... That
0: is 205 for this month. We're fast lane, fast approaching. (laughs) Uh, So we move on quickly.
1: Well, because we are the WNR and it has been an amazing 20 years since 97.
0: Unbelievable.
1: This year, we'll bring you the best bits from the WWF and WCW at the time, focusing on Brett versus Sean, Macho versus DDP, NWO, DX, Austin, McMahon, you know, their complete saga, Goldberg and his amazing run, Mankind, Cactus Jack and Dude Love, The Three Faces of Foley, and The Monday Night Wars.
0: Yeah, and speaking of that, the so last week on Nitro we saw what looked like the Stinger joining the NWO, and we're here at Uncensored 1997, uh, 16th of March 1997, so a couple of weeks from where we are, well, 10 days, 11 days from where we are releasing this. And uh, it is on since 97. And what match are we looking at the main event, Dan?
1: Um, it is Team NWO, Nash, Hall, Hogan, Macho Man, versus Team Piper, which is McMichael, Piper, Jarrett and Benoit, versus Team WCW,
0: yeah, Team WW, which was Luger Giant and Scott Steiner. Oh, sorry,
1: Luger Giant and Scott Steiner. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Luger
0: Giant, Scott Steiner, and Rick was meant to be in the match, but was injured before the, the the match could happen. And we've just seen Piper eliminated as well with Dennis Rodman at ringside. So Dennis Rodman, like we say, big uh, star, Very controversial character. Yeah, well, uh, strongest NWO is at this point in time, though, isn't it? If if, if you look at the, the the main players.
1: Oh, most definitely, yeah.
0: Benoit and Lex Luger in there against the entire NWO.
1: So everyone from NWO is still in there?
0: Yeah, everybody. Yeah, and at the moment, Macho, Rodman and Hogan beating Piper out on the outside. who's already been eliminated. And now
1: he just leaves Nash to deposit him to the outside.
0: And he's gone. Like I say, thrown over the top. He is eliminated from (laughs) this
1: match. And now it's NWO against um,
0: Lex Luger. It is. And of course, this being WCW, it's over the top rope, pin or submission? Right. Yes, and at the moment, like you said, four men against Lex Luger. Does Lex Luger stand a chance, Dan?
1: Uh, certainly not, no, against no. four members of the NWO. Against not just four oh, members. Five. Do you know what I mean? The three four.
0: originators and Macho Man Randy Savage
1: as well. And Piper's getting escorted out of here. And they're just working down on Luger in the corner. It's not going to be long. It's, it's
0: not going to be long at all. Like I say, the NWO dominating things at the moment. We've seen it. And what would it look like Sting joining the NWO as well? There is no hope for WCW. Well, they've got Dennis Rodman. Well, they've got got everybody, you know, like Eric Bischoff, all these guys that have come. You know, like I say, Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner Giant, couldn't get it done tonight. Four horsemen, and now the NWO, these five men in the ring, just thinking the best way of getting rid of Lex Luger.
1: And they're just standing around talking and two-sweeting up. And they're not even
0: bothered about Luger, who's down in the corner. Yeah. Luger's been loyal. He's been loyal to W. He fought the NWO when the first appearance as well. teamed up with Macho Man and Sting.
1: And now for the Jackknife Powerbomb to finish Luger off. Oh, no, but he topples Nash over, takes down Hogan, takes down Hall, takes down Macho Man, and takes down Hogan again.
0: Oh, Lex Luger's on fire, baby. Come on, Luger, do it for WCW. Oh, torture rack for... Is Magic he gonna submits. tap? Oh my word! Macho's gone. Tony Schiavone, Bobby it's Heenan. Gone. <laughs> oh! Eliminates Nash. Gone. <laughs> Nash on top. Tony Schiavone, <laughs> Bobby Heenan. Inverted atomic drop
1: for Hall. Uh oh. Torture rack for him. Scott Hall. He's tapping. Oh my god! And that's three eliminated in a space of 30 seconds. Hogan's last. And now it's Lex Luger dismantling the entire NWO. Nash trying to get his way back into the ring, but the ref trying to fight him. Torture rack. Torture rack for Hogan. Oh, what's Dennis Rodman doing? He's just passed something to Macho Man.
0: Oh, he's up. Torture
1: rack. Oh, Macho Man just hit Luger with something.
0: I think that Knocked was him out cold. Bottler spray. And NWO win again, Dan. Well, through
1: devious means, I mean, Lex Luger, he'd done well to fight off three of them, but just couldn't succumb to their dastardly tactics.
0: Well, you talk about Lex Luger, another guy in 1997 who had quite a good year, even though he was fighting the NWO majority of it. Like we say there, taking out three guys before it took uh, cheating on the NWO's part. Well, he had Hogan up for the torture rack. Yeah. I mean, he,
1: he literally there and then, but... You know, succumb to their cheating.
0: I know, now it's the NWO.
1: And now it's time for humiliation, I presume. Oh, Rodman brings out
0: the offending spray can. This is what the NWO is all about. We've seen him on Nitro. We've seen him on pay-per-view now as well. Oh, my word. And now Rodman
1: just fanning Luger. I guess he was a bit hot. And now Rodman leaves in disgrace. He's like, yeah.
0: But the NWO happy about what they did. That's what the NWO was all about, Dan. What do you think of that?
1: Well, you know, it is it is certainly a very heel stable and, you know, they do what they want when they want. Yeah.
0: And not only did they rule WCW at this time, they ruled the world, you know?
1: Well, it is the new world order.
0: It is. The NWO are all dominant. Like we say, they, they own the wrestling world.
1: Oh, <laughs> and Sting
0: dropping from the rafters. The My... new NWO member, perhaps? Well, yeah. He's just come down the fans going crazy and Scott Hall's gonna get in the room with sting.
1: Oh, gets hit by a bat. I guess he's not part of the NWO. Though. He's not
0: NWO, he's WCW. Oh
1: takes out Hall Nash and Macho Man. <laughs> Got
0: oh the Scorpion death drop
1: onto the fucking bat, I think.
0: He is, and he's the Batman of WCW, This stinger coming out from flying from the rafters. They shouldn't do that in WWF. No, but what a moment here now he's got Scott Hall. Scorpion death drop for Hall. Kevin Nash, is it going to go any better for you?
1: <laughs> Your turn, big guy. Oh! Bang. Takes out the NWO. I was just saying, <laughs> no one can stop the NWO. And then Sting drops from the rafters and proves me wrong, but he's not
0: taking out Hogan. He's not Hogan and Rodman and the entranceway. Look at Hogan getting psyched up, is he? And look at Sting. We haven't seen him. We didn't know what side he was on. And tonight, making his point, and now look what he's doing. Pointing his bat at Hogan. (laughs) You're next. (laughs) He is. And the next target is the leader of the NWO. Well, is he going to get his mitts on Hogan? Look at Hogan's face. He can't believe it. He put the bat down, and Hogan will kill him, you see. Sting's put the bat down. (laughs) Hogan's
1: going to go get him some. Yeah. Well, we've never known the old Hogan to back down from a challenge.
0: But this is Sting, this is the conscience of WCW now, versus the leader of the NWO, and he's going to get Rodman to help him out.
1: So Rodman and Hogan are circling
0: Sting. Well, we haven't seen any altercation between these two men, and Sting turning his back on Hogan. (laughs) Hogan's in the ring, and he turns
1: around to face him. Wow, and Sting unloading his big right hands on Hogan. Hogan's no match for Sting, then. He certainly isn't. Scorpion Death Drop for the Hollywood.
0: Oh! And that's the NWO done and dusted. And there you go. Sting stands tall. And he dumps every member of the NWO out. I mean, what a moment that is, Dan.
1: Well, you know, it's Sting. He's made his mind up whether he's going to join the NWO, and it? Looks like he's not.
0: Well, no, but how exciting it is at this time. Like I say, 20 years ago as well, we didn't know what size Sting was on. We found out tonight. And the beauty of W C W storytelling at this time, we wouldn't have a one-on-one match between these two men until December of 1997 as well. So the storyline continued. And like we say, is full of this uh, at this point in time, and so is WF. So we're going to be checking in on these great moments throughout time. But at least we know Sting has not left WCW to the NWO. He is... The saviour of the masses. He is indeed. So this is the WWE Network roundup. We're going to look at stuff since our last cut-off point, which was the 28th of January, up until our cut-off point now, which is the 5th of March. So quite a lot to look back on. We're going to go to the WWE 24 series first, which is one of my favourite programmes on the WWE Network. Uh, looking backstage, and get a close look at the running of the WWE. first episode released was two years ago, and it focused on WrestleMania 30. And the latest one released was on January, January 30th. It looks at WrestleMania Dallas. And we are told the importance of WrestleMania.
1: Nearly as important as the WNR 100.
0: Yes, ne- nearly, but not as quite, not is quite, it? You know no. what I mean? No. And um, where was it held, Dan? It
1: was held at the stadium, and, you know, it is a huge arena trying to beat the fake number of 93,000 at WrestleMania 3.
0: Yeah, and incidentally, WrestleMania 3 is my choice this year to watch, and that will be in two weeks. Next week be Fastlane. Go back to say 93,000. They said there was 101,000 at this one, but what recently came to light? Then?
1: Um, Recently came to light that it was about 81,000,
0: but yeah. the
1: 101,000 was non-paying people it, like stewards, ushers, staff, backstage or, yeah. people, and you know, probably even... Like Vince
0: McMahon himself. Yeah. You should you should never really believe a WWE attendance anyway, like we say, even going back to eighty seven when they were doing it and they're still doing it nowadays <laughs> yeah. as well. Things don't really change.
1: Eighty odd thousand. Yeah. Which is probably still beating the
0: fake ninety three thousand it was It what? yeah, it was it was seventy six thousand at WrestleMania three. The real attendance record was broken at SummerSlam ninety two with I think eighty thousand for Wembley. Uh, Wembley Stadium, yeah. then that was broken. I think Ford Field had uh, maybe 82, 84. But again, you're not... And on Thursday, we had the WWE Access, which had Charlotte and Rick, it was a signing. And AJ said, it wasn't Dallas, it was WWE. Why wouldn't he be a part of it? So what he's basically saying, I've got to remember I wrote down the notes. He said, I'm here now, we're not in Dallas. This is basically WrestleMania. They've taken over on Dallas. It was about Sting's first appearance, and this year it was AJ was the guy who's been around a fun experience. You see him the way he's reacting to it as well it is a big moment, isn't it? You know, he is in awe. You know, I think for
1: every wrestler it must be a dream. You know, AJ Styles he's had a big career in TNA, he's had a big career in Japan, but he's still awestruck by being at WrestleMania. Though. And even for someone like him, you yeah, know what I mean, it's, it's, it's like you know, for him to be awestruck at a WrestleMania, it must
0: definitely means something to everyone else who's performed. You go from AJ's first WrestleMania to a, to, over to a guy who's who's been there many a time, it's Triple H, working out in an old kind of Rocky-style gym, prepping up for his uh, big main event. And, of course, uh, trips puts himself in the main event.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wins the Royal Rumble, yeah. and then, yeah, he's basically
0: in the main event. But he's a very busy man, wasn't he? W- wasn't he in the programme?
1: Oh, yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> and even I've... Been going back and watching thy like kingdom come with Triple H and, you know, it's showing his meteoric rise and, you know, how he was punished for breaking kayfabe and coming out and saying goodbye to the outsiders. And even despite that, he still built
0: himself up. Uh, with him and Stephanie basically setting everything up now, you know, go, going through the sound checks and yeah, making sure the stage is there. Production meetings, photo shoots up until the early hours of the morning for Triple H and Stephanie involved as well. And then, they of course, in a lot of time, you exactly, know, to... Yeah. To and make then, it what it is. And then on Friday, we had the NXT TakeOver event as well, you know? Yeah.
1: And, you know, of course, NXT is Triple H's baby, so he's going to be monitoring that just as closely as he would be monitoring the WrestleMania Yeah, But okay. he's
0: also performing at. Exactly. And after the NXT TakeOver event, which is who's he went up roster, didn't he, Dan? You bastards, he told the roster.
1: Yeah, um, you know, he was very impressed with the NXT wrestlers. He said it is a tough act to follow. Yeah, and, and, and it
0: really what You know, think about the TakeOver event before, right? and Nak- Nakamura's debut, and everything that happened there with uh, Balor and Joe. It was huge. So what did Triple H, you know, what did he well, say? Well, he
1: marvelled at Vince, you know, at how he's managed to do this for the past 30 years. Yeah. You know, and he was just in awe.
0: Yeah, but you talk about 30 years Vince McMahon doing this for Triple H. What, what WrestleMania was it for him?
1: Well, it was his 20th WrestleMania.
0: Do you think Triple H is just wants to be Vincent Mann. Do you know what I mean? We see that there. Triple H is trying to mould himself into kind of Vincent Mann, isn't he? You know?
1: Yeah, you know, again, what I've seen from the Trips documentary, you know, he he has moulded himself. You know, he watches everything. He's the first one in the gym, last one out of the gym, you know, and he's, he's just always hands-on. He's getting involved in everything, you know, in every aspect of yeah. it, helping further it along. And, you know, he's a perfectionist as well. But the question is, where's Vince? On
0: Saturday, he was with the New Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at a business partner summit. Now, this is something I didn't know they had on the Saturday beforehand. Mattel and uh, Snickers and all, all the, you know, the places, Sponsors. All the sponsors you're investing money in, and they ask for a certain um, wrestler to be with them. This year, they chose the New Day. So it shows how much of the New Day are, how were big, and, of course, over the weekend of WrestleMania, they were the number one merch sellers as well. Yeah. And for a team like the New Day to do that, it's very, very impressive. But then what followed that, Dan? Then it was the Hall of Fame ceremony.
1: And, you know, a lot of big names going into it. You know, well, there's normally one big name and then, you know, a few yeah. mid-carders and that.
0: But this is the thing I like. We, we managed to see it backstage as well and, you know, the preparation for it.
1: Uh, and Vince and Vince looks at him like he did with Hogan, Brett, and HBK. He had
0: that kind of look in his eyes, didn't he? That kind of, ha, <laughs> You're my money man. You're my man. Well, you know, you and know. also
1: on that list should be Cena. It, yeah, it
0: should be, yeah, to be Hogan, fair. Hogan,
1: Brett, HBK, Cena.
0: Yeah. And also, we saw two of your favourites as well, didn't we?
1: Uh, we did, yes. We saw Shane and Orton. We hear Orton say he's been away since October, and he... Doesn't even know what's going on. And Shane said, "Well, it's been seven years for me." <laughs> yeah.
0: So you know, it's. I mean, or maybe speak to the wrong man about you know yeah. wait for a little while. But it's good to see him interact. You know, like I say, they've got famous dads as well, so they've got that yeah. little thing in common. In a, well, in you know, way. they've probably known each other since they was near to a grasshopper. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And other other mashups. We seem to see Austin, Kevin, Asher, The Godfather backstage just yeah. talking. Yeah. <laughs> Three of the most random. Uh, uh, talking about with um, mashups, we saw the New Day inducting the fabulous Freebirds into the Hall of Fame. Uh,
1: yeah, but you know, that's in a bit of admiration. The New Day obviously brought back the Freebirds rule, in, as in any of them three can hold the tag team titles.
0: So, well, exactly. It seemed quite fitting. Yeah, and we'll just talk about a family doesn't have to be blood to be, have that bond, like we see with the Freebirds and like we saw with the New Day as well, that kind of connection that they have. And then it was no sleep till. And it was WrestleMania, it was uh, 25 to 1 in the morning, and we see Vince talking to Snoop and telling him how to perform. <laughs> you know, Snoop, <laughs> put that spliff out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Give, give it to me. <laughs> like, but these are the things that happen backstage, which are even maybe crazier than what we see on screen with Vince man, yeah. saying, you know, no, this is how you perform, Snoop. <laughs> you <know? laughs> well, you know, it's
1: we turn up and expect it to be thingy, but they probably ran through everything about 10, 20 times. Yeah, you know, yeah, Vince yeah. has been out there every time telling them, this is how I want it you know this is how you come out we don't want no fuck ups it's live you know Exactly, yeah. millions of people are going to be watching it it is
0: well one at, two, at, at 2 at 2.41am it was the first walkthrough of the whole event so all the talent were up at that point going through all the rent stuff like this as well and then at 7am ESPN was covering the event for the first time and it was Jonathan Coachman, I think, hosting it as well. It was yeah, so, you know, I, I like the coach. I think he was entertaining what he did. We talk about the mad inches we have at WrestleMania. They wanted a van which looked like a unicorn to come out here and then the back would open like its arse cheeks and the New Day would come flying out. Triple H didn't really like that, did he? Uh, no, Triple H said you can come out of a cereal box. Yeah, and Vince still didn't get it, even though we see him there when he, when it comes out. Ah ha ha! ha, Guys, you know it's like do people find guys coming out in a cereal box? Uh, next up, we had uh, Zack Ryder. Do you remember him, Dan?
1: Um, <laughs> oh, he's teamed with that bloke. No, that you let's like, talk any. about that.
0: Let's talk about that. He talks about his past and his mania moment. Did you know he had cancer as a kid?
1: No, I didn't.
0: No, uh, why do we only know this now? Why did they not say that? And then it's a, not no, it's not a horrible way, but it's a good. I know they've done block. that
1: Susan G. Komen
0: thing. But, yeah, you know, I, I
1: don't know. Maybe he didn't really want to draw too much emphasis to it. Well, that that is that's fair. But I mean, you know, he's not someone who likes attention. I mean, look at who he tags with.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. But he's been there ten years now, and uh, when someone up to Vince and said, "Is it be a good day?" he said, "What did he say, Dan?" Do it your best Vince McMahon impersonation. Vince said it's
1: WrestleMania. It's a good day. (laughs) Yes. And you're
0: fired. (laughs) So then he fired the guy. Uh, And we also saw WrestleMania 24, Flair, his last robe, and it was reworked for Charlotte. So Charlotte came out dressed in what Ric Flair's last robe in the WWE was. It's quite a nice little thing to do. Yeah, you know, it's quite a touching thing. Yeah. And then Charlotte, a little bit depressing. uh, She talked about uh, her brother, WrestleMania 29. Uh, Never saw Charlotte wrestle, but Charlotte says she's doing this for his dream. So to the main card, and we see Zack Ryder's moment, Dan, which was? Winning
1: the Intercontinental title in a ladder match. I don't think either of us called it, did we? Uh, No. It was very unexpected for the pair of us. It Um, was, yeah. I'm sure I was probably going for Dean Ambrose in the match.
0: Yeah, I think I probably went Kevin Owens. But, of course, is that why this title reign lasted how many days? Uh, One day. It did. He lost it the next (laughs) night on Raw. So, WrestleMania moment. Well, at least he got his WrestleMania moment. Yeah, he got his WrestleMania moment. And backstage, he hugged Vince. And then, a very special man showed up. Uh, Yes, Austin. And he said, You earned it, son. Jesus Christ, By God damn it. I was that goddamn kid, you finally earned it.
1: Years yeah, ago, really finally got yeah. it, damn.
0: Um, and then it was AJ's moment versus Chris Jericho. Uh,
1: yes, and um,
0: he lost. He did, he did. Why did he lose? I don't know. The kids were really annoyed and they asked him, they said, Daddy, why did you lose? And what did he say? And he
1: said, trust me, Daddy was a winner tonight. <laughs> we got all the accents going on. No, uh, he, and no. he said, trust me, Daddy was a winner tonight. Yeah. And, you know, he, I think stepping out on the main stage at WrestleMania for AJ Styles, that was a culmination of his dream.
0: Yeah, no, it really was. And it, like you say, he was just happy to be there, which means as much. Uh, I mean, what a years year he's had, and he deserves a big WrestleMania match this year, doesn't he, really? Yeah. Uh, and then up next, we had the New Day, and the match was forgettable. Do you remember the match at WrestleMania that you had? No. It was up against... League of Nations. League of Nations. League of Nations. Yeah, so the match was forgettable, and... Half of them are no longer employed with WWE. Uh, but afterwards, we had uh, Shawn Michaels, Foley and Steve Austin coming out, which is a moment, incidentally, I did forget about WrestleMania as well.
1: Yeah, and it was it was quite an unforgettable moment, you know, once you come around to it, Austin, in his true fashion, having a few beers and dancing with the New Day. And yeah. Austin doesn't dance.
0: No, and we've got a little fact about Steve Austin there as well. Uh,
1: yes, and the... Last person to receive a stunner was Xavier Woods. Yes,
0: we will keep a count on that, everybody. And we talk about our stunner count, which is not easy to say if you get it the wrong way around. But we have a stunner account, and that was Austin's last one. Of course, we saw Lynch by five hitting the uh, springboard, and of course, yeah. don't, can't forget about Ember Moon as well in NXT. Ember Moon,
1: uh, John Cena tried it for a little while. Yeah. Kevin Owens done a shout out at the Royal Which Rumble we saw to Austin. Every
0: stun has happened. We we're on our we we know about our stunners here.
1: We are accomplished stunner
0: watching. Uh, yeah, the next match was uh, Snoop Dogg with Sasha Banks coming out. It was a really good entrance when it was Snoop Dogg performing with Sasha. I think. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Snoop Dogg anyway, and yeah. yeah.
1: coming out yeah she's cousins with Snoop Dogg
0: yeah and the women's match uh, they focused on it in the women's revolution on the WWE 24 series that we've seen before so we basically talked about it Uh, afterwards she accomplished her brother's dream and she said she was an extension of history so Ric Flair's career ended but then Charlotte can kind of carry on in her own right we had The Rock coming out (laughs) With a flamethrower. I thought that was quite nasty in it again. I didn't, yeah, it I didn't really like it, but still. And we talked about the fake attendance of 101,763. Um, and then we had Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker. A hellacious match. What did Shane tell him? He
1: tells his sons they come in with him to watch him die.
0: <laughs> Technically say that, but after you take out your, your nine, your seven, and your five-year-old son to ringside to see him daddy... <laughs> Do I see Daddy jump off the cell? Yeah. At least there is three mini McMahon boys just in case Shane did go. And uh, uh, yeah, what was the big spot in that?
1: Well, you know, there was there was a bit of an altercation where someone got speared through a cage, pretty much. Shane then climbed on top of the cage to try and take out Undertaker, who was lying on the announce table below. Flew off Foley-esque with the elbow, but spectacularly missed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went splat, and uh, that was definitely last year's holy shit moment, wasn't it? You know, uh, Yeah. At the WNR Awards, we didn't have a holy shit moment. I don't a think.
1: belated holy shit moment, yeah. and the award goes to Shane McMahon.
0: Shane McMahon for trying to kill yourself. And he wins
1: next year's as well <laughs> yeah. for
0: that. So the main event, it was Triple H and Stephanie Show. They made Reigns look like he was the biggest face of the night. Was it a good way to end Mania, Dan? Uh, it was a horrible way to end Mania
1: uh Triple H wants to do this to Rollins this year. Well,
0: yeah, like a 25 match 25 minute match that just turns everybody around against it. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's what you don't want with this. Rain said there might be haters, but they're supporting him too. Yeah, in their tens. I tell well, you. it's,
1: you know, it's the John Cena rule, isn't it? It's as long as the crowd reacts.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, then it's acceptable to be a part of it. And then we ended WrestleMania, as we see the show, and Reigns and Charlotte with their title belts went off to the Today Show. So even their nights had continued. So all weekend long, we see what the wrestlers are doing. They haven't had to sleep yet. What would WrestleMania bring this year? Do you think WrestleMania this year could be better than last year's? Yeah,
1: easily. Yeah.
0: it Was WrestleMania last year a good WrestleMania? Looking back on it, I know it was our first WrestleMania, but looking back on it now. It wasn't a bad WrestleMania. There were some good matches in there that... Looking back at it now, probably not the best WrestleMania. It was a okay Wrestle, good. I'll I say if you're gonna rate it like poor, good, very good, like excellent. Do you know what I mean? I've okay WrestleMania. So you got poor, okay, good. Would it be okay or good? A good WrestleMania. Um, not great Mania. Not it a... would be in, be in between okay and good. So Dan, I am watching the most horrific thing I have ever seen on the WWE Network.
1: Have they got a special on Mojo Rawley?
0: No, it's even worse than that. What? Yes, it's not Head in the Cell. It's not Illumination Chamber. The latest program on the WWE Network is Total Bellas. The end has come for everybody now.
1: Oh, dear. Yeah. So uh, is that like the Total Divas?
0: It is exactly like that. So we've got a couple of seasons of Total Bellas. And we've got six series now of Total Divas on there. The question is, Dan, we have to put ourselves through at least watching one episode. We're not going to do this now. But what I was thinking, maybe, you know, Halloween, we have really scary moments. Well, I don't think there's anything scarier than watching an episode of Total Bellas.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put that. Yeah, we can do that in Yeah,
0: all right. That's a forfeit. So we also had Ride Along, which is January 16th, with Ellsworth and Daniel Bryan. It was after TLC and Bryan had a cold uh, very funny but try wrestling road diaries if this is your thing because brian was there with colt cabana and they did that for much longer so i mean ryan long's are right but it's just a little bit and then we had the legend series with jbl with stan hansen and there was too much respect he was just going through his career There was no tough questions uh, jbl calls us he was the biggest one in this because he was looking at stan hansen like he was his daddy um of course, Dan Hansen is a legend and uh, teaming with Brody and becoming the biggest American star in Japan. But it doesn't hold a candle to the Legends of Wrestling Roundtable, which is one, a program I absolutely love on the WWE Network. Uh, Joe Bell is not strong enough and um, KFABE, he ruins it. But we had an announcement though, didn't we, Dan?
1: Uh, yes, he announced on his Twitter account that his Legends series on the WWE Network is over. Uh, he noted that there's still an episode with Jimmy Hart that he's still to air, which will likely be the final episode of the series. I believe many of these shows were filmed last year during WrestleMania weekend.
0: Yeah, JBL posted the following as a response to a fan. Uh, he said, Unfortunately, Jimmy Hart is left for the Legend series. Looks like there won't be any more. And I think I put the jinx on that because I watched it, didn't like it, and had a cut in it. So it's good that you're listening to me. Bring back Legends of Wrestling. Bring back five guys around it. Have JR hosting it. Come on. Make sense, everybody. Yes. Um,
1: Uh, But later, JBL wrote, thanks to all who enjoyed my Legends with JBL. I loved it. Wish I could do more, but not to be. Maybe one day WWE will bring
0: it back. And it is Jimmy Hart, uh, and he is on the JBL Legends show that we've just talked about now. Uh, and this is the last show that it's going to be. And uh, let's see what I've written down here. So Jimmy Hart, he's been in there 50 years. Do you know he wrote Sexy Boy, the Shawn Michaels theme tune? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And he owns now a bar and grill, yeah. Uh, uh, Most interesting thing in the whole podcast, JBL asked one serious question. He asked Jimmy Hart, is Hulk Hogan a racist? And do you want to see Jimmy Hart's response to that, Dan?
1: (laughs) I actually do. I'm intrigued to see what Jimmy Hart, mouth of the South, has to say about Hogan being a racist.
0: <laughs> if you're a real racist, you're racist more than once, Dan.
1: Well, that's the thing. If if I was a true racist, I would be putting a white hood on. I'd just, nah, it's silly. Well,
0: you uh, see pictures.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, there's a lot of... The African American community have stood up for Hogan and said, Look, you know, we're <laughs> friends with Hulk. Like Mike Tyson, convicted yeah. rapist.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, no, if, if the cat fits. No, undoubtedly but. Undoubtedly a brilliant fucking boxer, though. No. Wouldn't it be great? Oh, no, without a doubt. But wouldn't it be great if Jimmy Hart, when JBL said, Is Hogan a racist? He just gone,
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <Mate>. but I'm <laughs> sure someone from, like, the deep south, like Jimmy Hart is, they're all racist down there in Memphis. Hey, alright.
0: But this is the kind of groundbreaking chat you get on the JBL Legends show, you know. You get the the inside scoop of, of, believe it or not, Jimmy Hart, Hogan's best friend, saying, no, he's not racist and defending him here. Shocking times on the network. Yeah,
1: but do you know they are, it is very rumoured that he's going to be back soon. Oh,
0: yeah, well, yeah right. Because there, I yeah. think
1: even Stephanie's mentioned his name.
0: They wouldn't be having Jimmy Hart clearing, they wouldn't have Jimmy Hart basically clearing Hogan's name on the network if he wasn't. Yeah. about, you know, to come back soon anyway. Right.
1: Come on, lads, bring him back. He's got the Jimmy Hart stamp of approval. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can We're, I just say, how what? many black people has Jimmy Hart managed?
0: He listed all the people he managed. Jimmy Hart, he said uh, Honky Tonk Man, Greg Hammer, Valentine, Bret Hart, Jimmy Nine Hart, Brutus Beefcake, Hoke Hogan, Ted DiBiossi, IRS, Giant, Kevin Sullivan. He might have been involved with Kamala. But then again, not his proper no, manager. No, that wasn't F.
1: him. That was Mr. Fuji, wasn't it? Yeah, but even in
0: WW, when he was there, it's like the faces of fear. Wow. But Kamala only. You know, l- we, l- we'll l- we'll the have last to do a bit month. of research and look yeah. into
1: that. But I'm sure Jimmy Jimmy Hart has never managed a black person.
0: <laughs> he hasn't. So, that's the legends out of the way. So, we are back after five months to spend some time with the Foley family, Dan. It's something kinda you've been looking forward to. Oh, holy Foley. <laughs> Get it on. So, it's January 23rd. Graves and Kathy Kelly preview a uh, Holy Foley. Five new episodes. Look back at the last five, which was basically Noelle wanted to become a wrestler. So, it's January 29th. And it's episode six. It was called The Promo King. Enzo was trying to teach Noelle. Dan? Yes, so we had the fucking clown, and we
1: also had Noel's boyfriend. <laughs> Yay!
0: Boom. Uh, Foley says that promos are one of the most important things, and uh, then we see Enzo getting on the mic, and he really ripped into Noelle. Uh,
1: Foley was working on an interview with Shame at
0: Man. Yeah. The kids were quite funny, though, weren't they? Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> the kids say Austin was first <laughs> choice.
0: Yeah. And Colette? Uh, the mum of the family wants to make Noelle's gimmick thinks he wants all shimmering and stuff and with Noelle she doesn't seem to be taking it seriously and Foley gives her an ultimatum which was basically get rid of Frank and do it 100% or don't do it at all yeah. so we have an it is Ditch the Clown
1: and uh, not Enzo
0: no 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 not the no. this is the other clown
1: after agreeing to play Santa on a production of Elf Mick finds out it's a musical and as a result he asks his old friend heavy metal icon d snyder to help with his vocals
0: now do you know who d snyder is uh i have no idea he's the guy from twisted sister
1: oh Who's that? Uh,
0: twisted sister they did two hits also noel met with the nxt executive backstage at extreme rules and we see him now with the meeting and uh, frank the clown has decided to go along dressed in clown uniform so this is the most one of the most important guys in wwe She probably would have fitted back in in the days of Divas. But this is what he's saying now, though. Mark Carano, the VP of Talent Relations, saying to Noelle, look, the Foley name will help. Yeah. But it's going to hurt, really, isn't it? You know, it's
1: going to help as much as it hurts.
0: Yeah. And you need to kind of get this going. Like you say, she's not taking it seriously. Yeah. But if she
1: wasn't the daughter of Mick Foley, she would never have got that one on one meet backstage at NXT with that bloke. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. It's
1: like, I couldn't have done that. No. How long have you been training? A couple of months.
0: Exactly, but he's saying to us, "You've got to take it seriously. You know, you get the opportunity, but you have to, you have to do it right." Dewey, on the other hand, the son of uh, Mick, one of the sons of Mick Foley, was uh, part of the WWE. Like he was basically assistant to one of the writers, and he was backstage getting food and drinks ready for the event. So big job he had <laughs> on his
1: hands. You know what I mean? Well, you know, at least Dewey's working from the bottom up. You know, he's getting to know the ins and outs of the business, he's working for a writer, and he's getting food and drinks ready.
0: Yeah, and uh, then we see um, Ziggler uh, backstage as well at the Extreme Rules paper where Noel was. Dolph Ziggler showed up, started flirting with her, and Mick Foley's like, I'm not really happy with this. But then again, Dolph Ziggler or a fucking clown, I'm just saying, you know. Uh <laughs> She, she wants to be the best. Yeah, so but
1: then Foley's probably seen enough wrestlers to know that they're all dogs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: She wants to be serious about it. She wants to take it seriously. So she wants uh, Frank, she she needs Frank to go away. We see Dee Snyder now. This bit made me cry when I watched it, Dan. Did it? Yeah, I'm not lying to you. I am not lying to you here. So we're going to sit back and relax and watch this a little bit. So you look at that ponytail. Look at Mickey's ponytail. Isn't that cool, Dan? Who's Mickey? Mickey is the son of Mick. Basically, yeah, he's got, two, he's got three sons. He's got Dewey, he's got Mickey, and he's got Huey. Of course, she Noel daughter. No, not Huey, and Dewey. Call... <laughs> <laughs> he's impressed, isn't he, phony singing? I don't
1: think speaking to like someone of his genre of music <laughs> is probably good to <laughs> no, s- yeah. interpret a Christmas carol. <laughs> he's got a real Christmassy vibe to him, isn't he? So you've got to think you're the person you are yeah, singing, singing the, the song. You,
0: you learn it, you become <laughs> it. Dee Snyder has taught Mick Foley how to sing.
1: It looks like you're working your way up to this year's Christmas episode on Santa.
0: <laughs> yeah. I oh, they called Mickey on stage as well, and he's got the guitar. This bit made me cry. Can he shred? This bit made me cry. We're not going to take it. That was Twisted Sister's big hit, Dan. They both can't sing for shit, but it's a nice moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at his face, I was like,
0: yeah, get out, <laughs> Yeah, he's like, fucking what's going on? Bless Mickey, though. Oh, there we go. That was quite a nice episode, wasn't it, episode seven, Dan? I you yeah, did... you know, it was a good section at the end of it, I'll give it that. Yeah, you had a smile on your face. i got to say, I was watching it. So we move on to episode eight, and what was it, Dan? It was Mick's birthday! Uh, yeah, they're going to Knoebels Grove Amusement Park for a vacation, and they've been here... Ever since two thousand and seven,
1: what every year? Every or year since they just not two-
0: left. every year since two thousand and seven. Could Noel overcome her fear of riding the hundred and forty-eight foot?
1: Well, if she's been there ever since two thousand and seven, like every year,
0: they've they've never apparently. Look how look how trepidatious they are. Oh, what, they so say.
1: so you're telling me <laughs> they've been going there every year since two thousand and seven, and the only time <laughs> she plucks up the courage. Or potentially is going to, is this one when the cameras are on.
0: If Noelle did, she knew in her wrestling career she could face her fears. This is what Mick was saying. I'd like to see
1: her go off the top of a fucking cage and drop an elbow on someone.
0: This was Mick's but He said, I only did that because I overcome my fear. If you can ride this big monster here today, and then you'll be able to overcome your fear. What? It's only 148 foot, isn't it? I mean, would you ride it, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, probably but you're fearless. Mickey, Mick, and Noelle getting ready for the ride of their lives. And we see them and it's to the top now. Can she ride it? Can she ride it? Can she do it? She ain't got much fucking my ex- choice now. My exciting wrestling voice. She's to the top! Oh fucking hell I <laughs> just dropped shit himself.
1: <laughs> shit himself more than TJ Perkins did. <laughs>
0: When (laughs) Neville's fireworks went off. Yeah, I know, yeah. (laughs) About the same level there. When they felt (laughs) it inside them. (laughs) And also we saw, um, going back to the episode, Colette wants to get Mick something special. So she wants to decorate their room like Christmas.
1: Oh, what, Dewey couldn't make it because of work. Yeah. And uh, Frank wanted to meet up with Dewey. And he wants the clown to manage Noel. Yeah, he
0: said his great idea was to come out as manager during X T to Noel and it'd be the annoying clown, which Dewey says he can't give out handouts because he's literally working on a handout. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and also we saw at the end of the episode as well, Colette did do the room and the Christmas theme, which uh, Mick really loved, and then Mickey playing the guitar playing Mankind's theme tune on it, which is a really cool moment. You don't watch him play? Do you want to watch him play? Do you know what? Yes, watch him you play. You are let's watch him play. <laughs> yes, <watch you> <laughs> Well, Enjoying I'm just saying, I didn't know if you. Phone I didn't know guitar. if you wanted to see it. Or, I did not want to. So we see the house uh, decorated in all Christmas stuff: the lights, the cookies, epic Loves uh, Mick's birthday. His son. If only the he thinking. was still
1: wrestling, <laughs> he come out to his son him I out, know. How slip. cool
0: would that be? So we move on to episode nine: the storm before the calm. So as part of the final preparations before the NXT tryouts, Mick makes sure that Noel does several things so she can be ready. They watch tapes of mixed old matches and they practice new moves with
1: Dan. That? What? You were there. Uh, well, no, I wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't
0: me. It was some other
1: Dan. Can appearance at Eternal Con?
0: Yeah, and they had a couple of podcasts. Uh, we didn't get a call. No. Oh, no.
1: Peeved off. I no. did have a couple of missed calls from an American number. Though. Oh, did you? Oh, right, there we go then.
0: We had uh, the one podcast they went to was involving Peter Rosenberg, who has hired Frank the to be an intern there. And Rosenberg was on the WWE Network recently with that podcast. Uh, Open the mic, so there's a little bit of little thing going on here, yeah, isn't there, Dan? Yeah, you a know, bit of, of a
1: insider trading,
0: yeah. And then we uh went Foley and Noel signing together uh at the Eternal Con.
1: yeah. Um, and I wonder who got more signatures or oh, <laughs> requests. I
0: wonder, and then Mick goes to the jewelers to have his tooth be made into something. So the tooth that got knocked out in the, head of the cell, he said he wants to be made into a, a, a necklace or earring. And Dewey has a performance review. For Noel, Dan, what happens?
1: Uh, but something happens in the last training session.
0: So let's find out what it was. So, yeah, we see Noel training. And just like I say, final preparations, make sure she can do all the moves. Uh, and Mick comes up with a good idea. So they say that at the end of the training, you might have a match. So you need an ending for it. So she needs to come up with a finisher, Dan. Any ideas yes. for a finisher for her? Big elbow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you think? That's quite good, actually. <laughs> the Noel Noelbodes. <laughs> so she's going to hit the elbow drop. But how? How's she going to hit it? You know, will she just be standing up and hitting it or running, maybe? Off the top rope. So you got a bang, bang, puff, elbow drop, second rope. What could possibly go wrong? It's Mick's idea. You know, he doesn't want to put his baby girl in it. She's going for night. trial,
1: so I could do a lot better than that. <laughs>
0: what do you reckon i will do you a doing?
1: fucking moonsault off the top. <laughs>
0: With a, crash, with a crash mat, I would try a four-fifty. I'd, 450. I'd be like,
1: fucking get a yeah. crash mat out, make it down. No, no. Bang, no. If I had ride. a mat
0: there, I would literally try like a reverse shooting style. prep. It's like fucking mental. Just an to inverted four-fifty. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Off the second rope, right, hit the elbow. She's hurt her rib. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mick Foley tucks his hair behind his no ear and says, what, love? <laughs>
0: you hurt a rib?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let me show you the tooth. Yeah, as, he limp,
0: as he limps over, it's like... Foley's saying now his trainers go away and he just wants to be the father, making sure his baby girls are right. And uh, she's seriously, looks like she might be seriously injured. <sighs> she hasn't got what it takes to be a wrestler. But I'm she's got a tryout. She's got the tryouts coming out. She's got a tri- NXT tryouts. I mean, can she, will she be able to do them? Well, I hope it's... Should she do them? No,
1: I think she's awful. She could barely do a fucking elbow drop off the top rope. Nah.
0: Well, that is the end. She's going to the hospital to find out. I mean, like you like to say we've seen Noel doesn't seem to be ready, but it is the series finale now, episode ten, and we have some good news at the start of it, didn't we? Uh,
1: we do, yes. And the X-rays show she has bruised her rib instead of breaking it. Uh, the phone is in Orlando for Noel's NXT tryout.
0: And there's no do it again because for him it's review time with the WWE.
1: Yeah. And uh, they hired him full time and allowing him one promo.
0: Yeah, so he's allowed to write one promo to be used on the main show, which is an interesting way of doing it. Really, you think about guys being given a chance to write for a wrestler. You know,
1: yeah, you know, that's definitely.
0: And uh, so Dewey's doing well, and we see uh, Foley. What's Foley doing?
1: Foley was stretching Noel.
0: Yeah, he was indeed. Just preparation, as you know. She could sp- she could postpone it, but she doesn't want to. Well, then Foley used his rock connections to set up a meeting for Noel with... Nia Jax. Yeah, Nia Jax. And they... Nia Jacks very girly in person as well. I mean, it's, it's kind of odd. Just China was a bit the same as well. He tried to bring out that kind of feminine side. Yeah. Uh, but she said exactly the same thing. It, it was worse. It was the worst day of her life, the tryout was. But she did do it. Noelle, is, her time is now. And we see her in the training centre of NXT alongside Sarah Matto and, of course, Matt Bloom as wow. well. Bumps were next, so there we go. She was around bumping in the ring, bumping up and down, and then that was the end of day one. So that was day
1: one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. that's That don't seem too bad, actually. No, not too bad. Ten sit-ups. I could do that on one hand. <laughs> uh, picking up women and running with them. Yeah, I've well, I do been that most days, yeah. have in practice most of my life. Uh, rolls. What's that? Flipping or rolling. I could do both. Off the top rope, anything. Up and down, in and out. Round and round. Well,
0: I'll tell you another interesting thing as well. Uh, Noelle, on the second day, Nymph was in the ring with her as well, going through some of the, the training routines where it was her tryout. Well, not her tryout, but she was probably helping. And then Colette and the kids looking around Florida and they're saying they might move there if Noelle was successful. Uh, Frank showed up and said that uh, they want to be back, Noel have sorted the relationship out and she's going out with a fucking clown again. But at least she's got a job. And that was one of the main things. Yes. And then on day two, Dan, we go for the list of stuff she was doing. Uh,
1: yeah, she was doing 20 minutes of bumps, the last drill.
0: Which, which we've just seen there with the you know the thing that was laying in the middle of the ring. Oh, right, going either side to of the that. drill was just that thing there. Uh, and you can see the state of her afterwards. And Matt Bloom saying, you are not done too badly, to be fair. I was expecting a lot less, and you've actually delivered quite well. And then we see Mick Foley talking to Colette about the moving of Florida, saying she's he's against it. If Noelle is successful, let her do it herself, yeah. even if it was with Frank, and just let the Follies carry on. But up next, it was decision time, so it's kind of building up to this moment here with Noelle. And what would the guy with the most hilarious name, the guy of uh, Talent Relations, guy to go from John Laurinaitis, he's got the best name ever. We've seen him before on Breaking Ground and stuff. What is his name, Dan?
1: Canyon Seaman.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you talk like. You got a name like that, I'm not taking you seriously. I don't care if you are the head of the talent relations, you know. The last bit of holy folly. for now. We're going to find out what the decision is. (gasps) (laughs) Hey, so it was a no in the end after all that. It's a no for me. There was a lot of work to be done with her. It's saying she's missing the raw athleticism. Well, she should go on Smackdown then. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, very good. Uh, but upset at the end, you can see she's quite distressed. Uh, distressed. But what do you think of that? Was that a pointless journey for her in the end? Or do you think she will try again? Um, No, I think she's going to try again in season two. <laughs> well, you've heard it here first. One interesting side note before we talk about the whole thing. Uh, she came out and said to Mick, and obviously Mick was quite upset, he said to his daughter "There's uh, another guy who didn't have the raw athleticism to make it in wrestling. And do you know who that guy was? Holy so again like i say season two but did you enjoy holy foley dan
1: it, it was <laughs> parts of it that was enjoyable yeah i'm not going to say it was completely awful it probably doesn't deserve 10 episodes at 30 minutes each what's that five hours
0: yeah no, i've watched five hours you know they could
1: probably easily <laughs> compress it into an hour yeah. and have
0: a uh, lot more offensive stuff on the network I did Folly's not bad like say if you watch an episode in small doses i would you know, you wouldn't binge watch it maybe, but yeah. it's not too bad. It's interesting to see like we say, the backstage of wrestling, how it runs as well, what it needs to be done to make it. We've seen it in the past couple of programmes, W twenty four and Holy Foley, what it makes what it takes to be the wrestler on the roster and what it takes to be an upcoming one. Indeed, yes. So it's interesting and with that we'll carry on with the new network programmes. So we carry on with the network roundup and we move on to Talking Smack and the end of SmackDown nine one three. Uh, February 24th, uh, 14th, so it is still Valentine's Day. We've just watched 205 Live. Uh, guest one was Bliss, guest two was Cruz, but we're going to focus on guest three, AJ Styles and Dan. Uh, yeah, AJ brings awkward
1: and reciprocated silence to the desk, speaking first with an upset tone, tone, saying hi to Brian. Then he immediately stares a hole into Brian, He's supposed to have a one-on-one mat title rematch. And Brian denies the offer and AJ concurs, remembering it was a shame at deal and a promise. He implores a rematch, but not Im- immediately, lamenting he had tonight's triple threat match won many times. But there was always that second opponent. AJ
0: asks why Brian has to make things difficult for him. Brian answers he's doing his best for the fans. AJ says he understands Brian's position and that Shane is his boss asking Brian to honour Shane's promise of a one-on-one rematch with the WWE Championship. They agree that Brian isn't the sole maker of decisions. Then AJ indicates Brian doesn't always follow orders. They continue by bickering over John Cena's rematch occurring tonight before AJ's one-on-one rematch. Brian says the match was advertised and made above his pay grade. So he's basically saying it was Shane McMahon who was making all these decisions.
1: Renee asks AJ how hard it is to watch it and where he goes from there. AJ continues to say that he wants his one-on-one rematch for the title, recalling Randy Orton's withdrawal of the title opportunity against Bray Wyatt. Brian goes on to say that he can win next week's Battle Royal to gain a one-on-one title match, giving AJ a sarcastic out due to his bruised bicep he got in tonight's match.
0: Well, AJ reacts unfably saying he'll take what he can get from Brian as he feels... Brian is dragging his feet on his one-on-one rematch. And you've got to say, he really is, isn't he? AJ does deserve the rematch, yeah. but he's not been given it. Brian tells AJ a match has been made for the Elimination Chamber following his title loss two weeks before at the Royal Rumble, adding Cena asked for his rematch tonight and was granted his rematch, Most being the most recent champion. Makes sense. But AJ disputes the logic, saying he was asked for his rematch earlier than when the Elimination Chamber had happened. So he did. after The night after the Rumble, when he lost it, he asked for a rematch. Yeah.
1: And he was well, shut
0: down a bit. Exactly, wasn't given an elimination chamber match was already made.
1: Uh, yeah, Rene suggests it was just odd timing, with Brian asking if he has patience, and uh, as he will, he will get his one-on-one rematch. Uh, AJ says he'll believe it when he sees it. Rene also begs his patience, with rating SmackDown gives opportunities. AJ speaks down to Rene as not having any authority, while she just wants to keep things from getting more awkward. AJ takes
0: that as his cue and walks out. Renee and Brian take a breath and talk about how things, uh, how tense things are this WrestleMania season while pointing out AJ has a point in the rematch quest. So they're basically on his side, but I think it's like I say, Shane's decision. And Brian finishes out the show by hoping next week's Fool's Cat Anywhere match between Nikki Bella and Natalia and a huge battle royal out to determine a new number contender for the WWE title because Randy Orton doesn't want to face Bray, does he? No. So,
1: yeah, (laughs) he's won the Royal Rumble, but doesn't want to face his leader of worlds. And who's
0: your favourite to win the match? Uh, My favourite is Luke Harper. Yeah, I thought it'd be funny if AJ won. Why do you think Luke Harper's Sorry, I
1: I think Luke Harper is going to get his one-on-one match with Bray Wyatt, because he had such a good one-on-one match with uh, Orton at the Chamber.
0: Yeah, and I think that does make perfect sense. I think that's a good way of doing it. And then
1: it. also, that'll open the door for Randy to come back in and say, well, let's make it a triple threat match then, and it'll be a two-on-one match of sorts, and then Randy and Bray eventually turn on each other, and it gets interesting. Yeah,
0: and I, I, thought, I think that's a really interesting idea. I mean, I had a little bit of a, a city where AJ Styles winning it, being the number contender, and then Randy would say, no, actually, I do want to face Bray White for title, so Shane McMahon... Just so, showing man taking away the opportunity and giving it back to Orton, pissing AJ off, leading a match between Styles and Shane at WrestleMania. Because we see on Talking Smack, there's a little bit of tension there. Styles saying to Bryan, he understands, and it's Shane making all the decisions as well. So it'd be interesting to see where they go with that. And the winner was... 10-man battle royal to determine the number one
1: contender because Randy Orton refused to face Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania.
0: And we gave the predictions last week and you said Luke Harper and I said... AJ Styles. And the winner was, Dan? AJ Styles. And Luke Harper. They both won. Um, so, so that means they're going to have a match next week on SmackDown yep. to decide who meets Bray Wyatt for the title. They are indeed, yes. So, so Randy Orton is not involved at the moment in the WWE title.
1: Randy Orton's not involved in it, but I think they're trying to extend it. You know, they're trying to drag it out to WrestleMania board, but hopefully we do see Randy Orton against Bray Wyatt, maybe someone else in the I, match as well.
0: And I think we'll finally see that moment at WrestleMania as well. Like you've been wanting to see since the Royal Rumble, maybe even before that, that will be the moment... We'll talk about it when it's WrestleMania, but we all know the moment's going to happen. (laughs) Uh, Bang, one, two, three. uh, So I think that will happen, and I think the Styles thing, if the Nakamura match that has been rumoured to happen does happen, then I will come all over the place. But I do think Shane McMahon will somehow screw Styles out of it. Do you think we're going to
1: see the one that we've been meaning to see, Shane versus...
0: Yeah, I I think Shane McMahon is going to put his ego against AJ Styles. I don't think it's the right match for Styles, but... At least he'd be involved, and and he's better get the fucking victory anyway. We're gonna f- finish the SmackDown talk now. We've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks now. We first started with our predictions who would win the Battle Royal. Do, do you remember that? Uh, so then we had, <laughs> <laughs> so that was news then, wasn't it? <laughs> so anyway, a lot has happened since then. What happened on this week's SmackDown when it was that match was SmackDown uh, Harper versus Styles.
1: It was a it was a very good match. Harper looked really wh- really good in it. Harper, uh, AJ Styles hit the phenomenal forearm on Harper near the ring ropes. Referee count Luke had his leg on the rope at two. Right, Shane McMahon come down because, you know, the first time ever that someone's noticed a missed <laughs> call by a ref. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens to be Shane McMahon on AJ Styles. Distracts AJ Styles from the match. Harper tries taking advantage uh, with a super kick to AJ Styles while he's having a confrontation with Shane inadvertently hits Shane McMahon with a superkick. Harper does. Oh, fucking hell right. Uh, The match goes back into the ring. Styles wins it in the ring. Goes and says to Shane, look, you know, done it. And then walks off. And that's what you deserve for sticking your nose in the business. So Styles won the match.
0: Oh, so Styles did win. And is that a bit of a surprise that Styles did beat Harper in the end? Because I thought, you know, it did make sense for Harper to be involved, didn't it? Uh,
1: Yeah, definitely. It did make a lot of sense. But what come to light after that on SmackDown with the uh
0: phyllis then what happened afterwards? well there?
1: it was the coronation of well, the celebration of bray wyatt as the champion he was in the ring started spouting off and then they're saying oh orton couldn't be here tonight and then orton cuts on the big screen he's at the wyatt compound right. uh saying on about oh how like you know this is the base of your operations this is the place you go sister abigail's buried below the spirit of her keeps the chair rocking and it's like, you know, oh, like, yeah, all yeah, whitey yeah. type stuff. And then bang, but it's going to go. And he's, he says, like, you know, it's all been a ruse. If you can't beat them, join him. But he just joins you to split all your workings apart. And then he burns down the Wyatt compound and Sister Abigail's remains.
0: So, and then that's all on turn now to the good side he's finally t- so that's the payoff now we finally well, had...
1: yeah it's the culmination of Orton joining the Wyatts which we knew was going to happen but at some point I,
0: I was quite surprised I was going to say this a couple of weeks ago this is what I thought they were going to do for Wrestlemania they've done this now a, a couple, couple of weeks, weeks
1: ago well, I thought this, like, in January when, like, no, 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 no winning the Rumble. No, no, no. You know, right. that, that time when I predicted Tyler Nindy yeah. would come out of number 10. Remember that?
0: that no, what I meant was, it obviously, Randy Orton, since going with the whites, this is going to happen for a very long time. Yeah. But what I thought was going to happen a couple of weeks ago was in the main event of WrestleMania, you'd have Harper, Orton, Bray wrestling the match and whatnot. You'd have uh, Harper down with Bray just about to get the pin, and Orton there as well, looking he's going to let, like, Bray's going to pin Harper to retain. All of a sudden, turns as him he round, he goes down, bang, s- Yeah, R-K-O says no, nowhere. RKO, pins pin, him, title. Champion, Isn't bro. that a much better way of doing it than, than what the they've done on SmackDown? perfect way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Be because this, this is what I thought a couple of weeks ago that we are going to do. The whole Styles thing on SmackDown with Shane McMahon, I thought Shane would get involved. But Styles and Shane McMahon,
1: do you not think that Shane McMahon's going to cost Styles
0: this is the is opportunity this is the interesting because we've heard from two matches coming up from this Smackdown haven't we after yeah. uh, one is the scene of Nicky Bella versus Ellsworth and Carmella match but more interesting than you the match you'll really looking forward to is the main event of that show isn't it uh yeah which, which is, is <laughs> Orton versus Styles yeah uh and that's incredible because the winner of that becomes oh
1: sorry yeah so obviously Shane's gonna cost Styles in some way To be the true number one. Yeah,
0: so Orton's probably going to win this match. But it's interesting to think, A, they're going to... Give this match, uh, not on paper, You're the first ever meeting between Orton and Styles. I can give on SmackDown, which is interesting enough. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say, if they don't do a phenomenal forearm into an RKO for the victory, you've caught it bolts. right there and then. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's no way, there's no way you can
1: get the calf crusher into it. There's no, no way no, no. you can get the
0: old. Uh, <laughs> no, exactly. That's uh, I had Styles. When you texted me that, it. I just thought, if they don't do that, then what the fuck? They now? have completely missed the beat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a bit, bit surprising that Styles. Orton um, are going to go early on, but then again, it's going to be a great match, so to look forward to. And it's still weird. SmackDown is a better show still, even with Fastlane coming up and and all the Raw things. Well, you've you seen. you
1: would have thought with SmackDown, I think it's probably got the older talent, the you know, Cena, Orton, uh, even Ziggler. You know, Miz. They've yeah. got talent that's been there for ages, and Raw's relatively newish or newer. Yet they've I don't know. Uh, it,
0: it doesn't. I'm not that excited for Fastlane as I am for the stuff that's going on with SmackDown. You know, for me, it seems quite predictable what's going to happen at Fastlane. Even though we're still doing predictions at this point, yeah. I might be wrong. It usually might happen that way, but I I feel there's a certain way of it's going to go. Anyway, so that is SmackDown and the Talking Smack, all the network. Um, the the rumor as well with the, the Bray was that Eric Rowan is coming back, and it looks like Harper and him might team up with Bray Wyatt. Uh, well,
1: you know, since all that's gone on's happened, it could potentially come back again. I
0: think that? potentially could be a backwards step for Bray White though, like, do you know what I mean? Putting him back with the White family. Do you think? Maybe having Luke Harper and Eric Rowan during the Bray Autumn match for España coming out and then, like, Harper saying to Rowan, like, don't don't go and help him. Fucking leave yeah. him alone. Do you know what I mean? We'll go our separate ways. Have him in a tag match against fucking American Alpha. Or something like that. We'll be a tag team now. Leave Bray defending himself. And then Bray's got to... You know Bray and Orton, the feud will continue, and then Bray's, Bray's got the feud. Bray's got to be the winner in this feud between him and Orton. Like I know at WrestleMania is different. He needs to kick more than Orton. Yeah he, yeah, he needs he needs the win. Bray, You know, if he if he loses the feud and then he goes back to what the Whites were doing, it's going to be a failure. And, and this is a problem with Styles as well. After Mania, they've got to fucking get that right because they, they don't want to use him as a mid or He's proven how good he is. So we, so we move on now, that was Talking Smack, and we talk about collections coming every month now, some new collections. Uh, the first one, it was Black History Month, and it was the same as last year, but we've added Swan Dan. And uh, how many uh, black wrestlers were in the Royal Rumble, Down, How many do you reckon, out Thirty. 30? Um,
1: I'd say about eight.
0: No, not, not, not that many, no. And the answer is five five. Yes. Well that's New Day. New Day. <laughs> yeah. So Mark Henry, yeah. And who was the other? Apollo Cruz was oh, the other Cruise, man. Yes. Yeah, Cruz got into the rumble Cruz got into the Rumble somehow. But it's just a, a notice of this, you know, with Black History Month looking back on it. Uh of course this year in August we're watching Ron Simmons winning world title for the world first time, first African American to do that. And that will be twenty five years since that's happened. But since then I don't think the sport uh, has moved on really with that. You look at the rock uh, transcending the what it means to be a star in a sport, but yeah. recently there's not a lot. If you look at NXT as well, the roster, the, the mainly, do you know, European wrestlers now coming in and stuff like this. So it'd be interesting to what they do if they're going to do anything at at all. And of course, with this, we have um, a couple of things. They give us all sort of soul of wrestling, which was first February 2009. It was first released. This is the thing that should replace And we had Dusty Rhodes, Tony Atlas, Cowboy Bill Watts, and Teddy Long, who's just announced that he's gone into the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. And they joined the host, Jim Ross, for a chat.
0: And this is one of my favourite programmes on there as well. And we saw the earlier comments by what Teddy Long was saying, wasn't it, really?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, he was saying that the N-word was thrown around quite a bit during his day, and you know acted towards him, even when he was trying to break up, tussles between two wrestlers like after a five count he was saying look don't you touch me you dirty ollie anderson and thunderbolt patterson
0: yeah ollie anderson was the one that touched him on the back oh
1: ollie anderson yeah he he was the one was getting touched by teddy well he was getting yeah. broken up in a five count and he said look don't you touch me you
0: yeah you n-word word, basically yeah and uh, he said thunderbolt patterson one of the first black wrestlers to come through uh, he said to Tony Long, we don't. We only need me. We don't need anybody yeah. else like me, which is really shocking. You know, this was 70s, this is what they had to deal with. And we're Tony Long having to deal with that and what he'd become as well. And another little interesting thing as well we're going to go to on this was Tony Atlas talking about his relationship.
1: Yeah, um, you know, he was with Rocky Johnson. They was the first black tag team champions. Yeah,
0: we we just spoke about The Rock and, like we say, we talk about Rocky Johnson, his dad, and... Uh, like you say, big success, huge history-making tag team. Isn't that an interesting story you just heard there from yeah. from Tony Atlas? You know about the Rockstad. About the Rockstad. You know they you, people think they were a tag team. They teamed up twice. Wants to win it. Wants, wants to, to lose it. it. <laughs> and um, not only that, but like you say, Johnson not picking up Tony Atlas, and then Tony Atlas finally losing it in the locker room and and beating up his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. beating up Rocky Johnson. So it's things that we don't see. Do you think there was, you know, the reason they didn't like each other because they were very similar in that way, you know, and they were fighting for positions at that time? Potentially,
1: yeah. You know, they was trying to fight to be the same character, so there might have been a bit of heat. Up. Who knows what goes on in, in the backstage well, areas?
0: Th- and this is why this programme is good as well because then when they sit down and you can see the casual way they're having a conversation, they're having a, 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 a you know, smoke as well. Uh, and they're talking about these times that people might never have heard of. And, you know, Dusty Rhodes involved in that. Was so heavily involved in the soul of wrestling, wasn't he? You know,
1: he was indeed. You know, there was a patriarch for the soul of wrestling.
0: Yeah, he literally broke the mold. You know, the way his mannerisms was as well. But that was one collection. The next collection, Dan.
1: At the next collection, we have Hidden Gems Two, which is a sequel to last year's Hidden Gems. <laughs> yes, this one had its own big lineup, including a handicap match from 1952, a 1972 demonstration the only known video of Ric Flair versus Buddy Rogers, a match from an unaired WCW pilot and a Shield triple threat match from 2012 in FCW, which is what we're going to watch
0: now. Yeah, so as it queues on, we see the three men in the ring, and it looks weird, doesn't it? They look weird. They look smaller. All in pants as well, if you notice this. They're all like quite generic wrestlers at this point. Yeah. I mean, Dean Ambo's... With Dean, was Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose here, or was he... he you Dean Moxley. Dean Moxley. And then you probably got Roman Leakey. Yeah. And then Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins was always Seth yeah. Rollins in WWE, but... Ambrose. Just talking, you know, he is who he is now. Yeah, just talking smack to William Regal gets pulled off by Rollins. If they had debuted like this, would you have taken them as seriously? You know, what I mean, like, not, I no, <laughs> it
1: was good that they went through NXT, you know, and then obviously they formed the Shield, which come out and kicked ass,
0: yeah. But this is this is the triple match, like I say, from twenty twelve, and they debuted in WWE Five Series twenty twelve as well. So it only be a couple of months after this.
1: They Qu- put flapjacks on, and yeah,
0: yeah, and of course this is FCW before NXT Florida Championship Wrestling, which basically evolved into NXT because NXT still in Florida now, isn't it? You know, Full yeah. Sail Arena. As in this match now, Ambrose and Rollins teaming up on Reigns. Of course, these men had a triple threat match on WWE paper at Battleground in uh, 2016.
1: They did, and yeah, you know, it was really well received as well, yeah. to be honest.
0: And like I say, it was for the WWE Championship as well. At this point in time, Ambrose and Rollins just beating down on Reigns.
1: And it is a good little hidden gem.
0: <laughs> and the second collection is everything you need to know, Dan, from The New Day, featuring a huge collection of promos, matches, and segments. The New Day has been. Uh, has rocketed from a team who was almost completely loathed to one of the hottest acts in wrestling that like we talked about in the WWE 24 series again, isn't there? Yeah. But again, there's too much content to be said, and I love these things.
1: The Hidden Gems one is so particularly fascinating as there is so much hidden in the WWE, WWE archive that you can find some great stuff that hasn't been seen in years.
0: Yeah, and like this match here and Ambrose and Rollins just suplexing Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah, there's more of more than 150 hours of classic Smackdowns. Well, a few episodes from 2008. And yeah, that.
0: well, they said, like, oh, it's a huge collection for Smackdown. It's not. It's just filling out what, you know, what was not there. I think that all the Smackdowns and Raw should be there anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. not, like a, it's not like a big thing. Don't don't tell me that's a big thing. Oh, Lunatic Clothesline there by Ambrose. Rolls up, Roman. So what are you making of Dean Ambrose back here then, Dan?
1: Well, you know, they're, they're all as impressive as each other, I think. There's not really a standout star as yet.
0: Uh, Rollins impressed me a little bit more in this match than maybe Reigns is. I'll oh. say that. But Reigns managing
1: to deliver a big uppercut to Rollins as he comes off the top. <laughs> Seth Rollins has got Reigns from behind, but Ambrose coming in and knocking Seth off. Roman picks up Ambrose. I think it was kind of a botch, but Ambrose manages to tie up Roman's legs. Fucking hell, gets him in the regal stretch.
0: Oh, that's a shout out to the commentator. And I tell you, our both, I don't, then again, we don't really see him. I mean, has he put a bit more muscle? Is he a bit more toned since then, Dan? Because he doesn't look in the greatest shape here. I don't know. Even Reigns doesn't look that impressive. Well, uh, you know, they was hidden by them big
1: stab vests for the first couple of years of their career. Yeah. So, you know, Roman's still hid by it. Kick to Reigns the outside was well, Ambrose up? Ah, oh, only managing to get a
0: two count. Ah, oh, and Rollins now is he making sure
1: Reigns is out? He's going for his signature kick. Ambrose picking him up and delivering a facebuster slam, rolling up Rollins. Oh, oh. the Moxley
0: cutter is what we want to look out for. <laughs> and it's interesting to see this in 2012. You know, back in '95 we saw what Untaker versus Glenn Jacobs in yeah. the you know the OVW as it was just 95. before eight.
1: Yeah, just before they made it.
0: And now we're seeing nearly 20 years later as Ambrose is still taunting Regal. Yes, indeed.
1: Drops the knee pad. Goes to deliver a running knee, Alec Regal. But Seth manages to duck it and hits Ambrose with an insiguri and then follows it up
0: with a big kick. You see the posters as well in the background as Rollins filling it.
1: Yeah, Rollins hits a big forearm. Ambrose in the gut. Oh, goes for his curb stomp. But Ambrose managing to dodge it. Oh, lovely exchange between the two. Ambrose missing the lariat, but Rollins going flying out and hitting Roman Reigns, taking him out of the equation. Seth Seth Rollins up top. Oh! Oh, what's that? His Dragon. Phoenix Splash. Phoenix Splash. Yeah,
0: Phoenix Splash from the top, missing.
1: Exchanging forearms with Ambrose in the middle of the ring. Turned into a one-on-one match between the two. Turned into a slugfest between the two. Roman's back (laughs) in, but gets pushed off straight away. I think these two are more capable of having a better match.
0: Yeah, I think, I'd like I say, at this time, I think Reigns is really green. It's both men just trading huge blows. Big kick to the midsection for Ambrose, but Seth returns a favor. Big elbow there by Ambrose. Ambrose isn't it?
1: Yeah, hitting Rollins with a big elbow. For now it's like a drive-by. Oh! And turns him inside out with a clothesline. Alabama oh. slam. Oh no! But Reigns picking up Ambrose. Oh, just about. He's got the pair of them on. Double Samoan drop.
0: <laughs> oh, my god. Eliminates
1: work. Rollins from the Rumble. And now it's just Reigns and Ambrose. Oh. Is that like a running bulldog? It is. And Ambrose down for the count, is he? Yes. And Reigns gets the victory. It was hardly in this match.
0: <laughs> yeah. Reigns just the outside for five minutes. Come back in and get the pin, all right? Not a
1: ba- bad match, was it? It was a bloody good match.
0: They showed glimpses. Of the future there, didn't they?
1: Most definitely, yeah. Well, it is the future. They do have a match-up together in
0: WWE. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's fucking mental, isn't it? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, Sunday the 5th of February 2012. Gold before justice, you see? All right, so we move on. Uh, So that is the Network Roundup for now. WWE giant Nicole Bass has tragically passed away, aged just 52, after a reported heart attack, Dan.
1: The six foot two inch bodybuilder broke into professional wrestling in 1998 with ECW before progressing to WWE, where she debuted as Sable's bodyguard at WrestleMania before striking up a tag team with Val Venus.
0: Uh, during her fierce feud with Debbie McMichael and Jeff Jarrett, Bass dished out with a couple of famous guitar shots, but her time with WWE ended abruptly shortly after.
1: After her WWE career ended, Bass was a regular star on American radio, Shock Jock. Howard Stern's show.
0: Uh, Bass's partner Christine Marone revealed on Facebook that the champion bodybuilder had passed away but refused to specify the cause of death.
1: Marone wrote, just want to make it clear that I will not be answering who, what, when, where and why questions right now.
0: Nicole always kept her personal things private and I will do the same for her.
1: A few days ago, Nicole got very sick. She was brought into the hospital and they did everything they could to help her.
0: I've been sitting here with her in the room 24-7 since she got here, making sure that she was given the best possible care. Today we learned there is nothing else we can to be done. So Nicole Bass, even though she had a short impact, you can still see her on the WWE Network as well. Next, step, uh The legendary wrestler George Animal still has died. Hulk Hogan announced on Twitter the WWE Hall of Famer, whose real name was William James, Jim Myers was 79 years old and dealt with health issues recently. In December 2015, he had major kidney surgery major major kidney. Kidney, and suffered complications during the procedure.
1: In addition to being inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1995, Steele is also a member of the Michigan High School Coaches Hall of Fame, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame and the Mich- Michigan Coaches Hall of Fame.
0: So everything that he could have, he basically got... The fans are the most important part of the wrestling business, Still wrote on his website. Wrestling fans are as low as any other fans, and I believe more low than most.
1: Here's a look at Still's life and career.
0: Still had kidney surgery in December 2015 and flatlined. He said on Facebook he never recovered.
1: Oh, his family first confirmed on Facebook in May 2016 he was dealing with some serious health issues. They declined to be more specific until a few weeks later when he wrote that he could see a glimmer of light at the end of the dark tunnel. He wrote that he had a major kidney procedure at the Mayo Clinic and completely flatlined during the procedure.
0: The most recent update on Steele's health came from fellow W Hall of Famer Bob Batland, who wrote on Facebook that he spoke with Steele's wife, who said her husband would not be coming home.
1: Uh, I called George the Animal Steele yesterday. His wife answered the phone. I asked if Mr. Steele was there. She said he was not at home. Buckland wrote, She then said, Who are you? I told her my name. And she said, he may not come home this time, as tears slowly came
0: to my eyes. Well, Stills' wrestling career stretched over two decades. Stills' career began in 1967 and continued until 1988. He was born in Detroit on April 16th, 1987, and taught amateur wrestling after earning a master's degree at Central Michigan University. He first entered the world of pro wrestling in Michigan under the name of student to protect his identity. Still became one of the most famous wrestlers during the
1: 1980s thanks to his act, which featured him playing a wild animal who wasn't
0: smart. He retired in 1988 after being diagnosed with Crohn's disease. He did come out of retirement briefly in the late 90s. We're going to go April 7th, 1986, WrestleMania two, probably George Animal Steel's, uh biggest match on this card, we had Mr. T versus Roddy Piper in a boxing match. The main event was Hogan versus Bundy and Steel Cage from LA, Chicago, and New York, and this match, Dan. The other
1: big feud heading into WrestleMania Two was Matt Randy, Macho Man Savage, and George, the Animal Steel. How did it come about? Its genesis came after Steel used it, used a Neanderthal Missing Link-type gimmick, became smitten with Savage's manager, the beautiful Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, but Their first was... meeting took place on a Saturday night's main event, Ed shortly before Savage won the Intercontinental Championship and still would frequently be distracted by Elizabeth, which Savage used to his advantage, along with the former champion Tito Santana, who was
0: uh, still became one of Savage's top challengers for the title. So this was on the Los Angeles portion of the event. I like I say, at the time Miss Elizabeth and Macho hadn't been married on the screen, even though I'm married in real life. So this is very early match of Man Ray Savage, like I say, holding the Intercontinental title, going against George and it was still WrestleMania two. Dan, have you ever seen this match? I have never seen this match in my life. Well, we're going to see it. Like you said, George Edelman still gets distracted by Miss Elizabeth most of the times. But he wants Randy because he doesn't think much of a man's treating his, his woman right.
1: Well, George was uh, somewhat of a Neanderthal type character and it's it's
0: quite interesting to see. Yeah, like you say, green tongue, the hair and the look about him. Uh, <laughs> it was an interesting character. Would it work today? In some variations, it probably does you
1: know you had Festus potentially could work I suppose they could play it better to this time though
0: yeah I suppose but I mean back in his day people were quite scared of George Animal still because you know didn't know what he was going to do but Macho you see (laughs) Macho man there with a chair he's going to back off George Animal still try and calm him down this is for the Intercontinental title uh, a championship which was one of the biggest you know it was the the second biggest title in WF at the time and what does Macho have to do to try and calm down. George, animal still. Just run. Well,
1: I don't think there is any calming of the animal. But there hasn't been a wrestling move yet, I don't think. No, Macho
0: just running for George.
1: But George managing to grab hold of Macho Man's leg and he's biting his calf. (laughs) (laughs) he's a madman. Macho Man, hardly able to stand on his leg
0: now. And what can you do in a situation like that? Nothing. Oh,
1: run into him with your knee and just a lot of Macho Man done, and he's started to rock the big man, but gets picked up
0: by his throat and just thrown across the ring. Well, we see the power of George there. Macho Man's in serious trouble. Of course, we've lost both these men with Miss Elizabeth as well. Everybody involved in this match <laughs> is dead. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. It's crazy to think. I mean, this is 1986, so 31 years ago now. But who would have thought
1: that the big hairy man would have lasted longer than the skinny ripped <laughs> man and the...
0: Cute woman. Well, this is the the scary thing about life, isn't it? It can take us at any point in time. You know, I don't want to sound too too dark, but you know, we all face death, whether it happens today, tomorrow, or in the future. Everybody dies, you know. Yeah. And the Macho
1: Man managed to get the animal tied up in the ropes, and he's starting to get a bit of an advantage going up top now. Oh, oh. big crossbody taking the animal down. Goes for the cover, but the animal still just pushes him straight off
0: and you see the power powers match around all the way to the outside i know k mania it wasn't one of the best ones and it hasn't uh traveled well and like i say wrestlemania 3 for us coming up would be good to see the difference of a year do you know what i mean yeah would that work nowadays three different locations probably not the, the, the problem was is they wanted it to be bigger and better because they had wrestlemania 1 is like right what are we going to do to make that better Papy wasn't around at the time either so it's like right we do it from our because WF's home really was you know Chicago New York LA were their big three and that's why the WrestleMania 3 was like right fuck it we're going to try and go as big as we can you know
1: and the macho man has gone to the outside and he's grabbed a bunch of flowers and he's <laughs> slapping George the animal still with him but the animal just grabs macho man's arm and starts biting it <laughs> well what can you do to stop that I mean he's been bitten all over and now the animal's got the flowers <laughs> and he's just rubbing him in Macho Man's face. <laughs> I think that's more of an offensive manoeuvre than Macho Man was doing with him. <laughs> and just slapping Macho Man in the face like he's able flowers. Irish whips him into the corner. I mean,
0: there's not really much of a repertoire to George Animal still. No, and now he's over the turnbuckle and he's, <laughs> he's biting it and he's eating
1: the foam. But Macho Man comes from behind and... Gets a face full of turnbuckle foam.
0: All the foam caught up in George Ellenwin Steele's hair. <laughs> now Macho Man's face.
1: <laughs> and a third handful of the turnbuckle foam just suffocating Macho Man, I suppose.
0: Miss Elizabeth can't believe what she's seeing. Macho Man. Mr. White can't believe what he's seeing.
1: Uh. Now we've got George chasing Macho Man round the ring. I think this is their second time round. Coming up for their third lap now. George just stops when he sees Elizabeth. He's saying, please hold my hand, I like you. But a macho man coming off the top with a double axe handle smashed to the back of the animal. Takes the big man down, gets him back in the ring. Picks him up for a power
0: slam. Wow, that was huge power by the macho man. Going up for his patented big elbow. Is he going to hit it? Bang! Oh,
1: hits the mark.
0: Beautiful. One,
1: two. Oh, but the animal kicking out
0: with quite ease. Quite a lot of ease. <laughs> Oh, well, someone to kick out the elbow drop oh. is unbelievable. Now the animal's up. Go to Macho. Referee's saying, come on now, you've got flowers, you've thrown him into the turnbuckle. Oh,
1: gets his leg taken. Macho man's got his feet on the ropes and the referee counts to three. Uh, macho man cheats to retain his intercontinental title. Don't think he would have won it otherwise. Well, oh, he's no. got a black belt.
0: Well, he was definitely losing the battle there with George Animal. Just tried any means to retain his title, and he did. But what do you think of George Animal still after that one, Dan? He was a bloody good character, to be honest.
1: I enjoyed him. You know, I'll I'll definitely have a look at a few
0: more of his matches if he's that unorthodox Jew. Yeah, exactly. He's especially a character, and now he's exposing the other... (laughs) one of the other turnbuckles. Can have a munch on that. Uh, But, yeah, really, really different. You don't see many characters like that anymore. And he just seemed to be happy to be out there rather than trying to win a title or, <laughs> or anything else. Yeah. But George Animal still, uh, like we said, sadly passed away. He will be missed, Dan.
1: Sadly missed, yes. And I'm definitely going to have a look back at a
0: few more of his matches. lost another wrestling great as well. Former WWWF champion Ivan Koloff has died at age 74. He'd been diagnosed with liver cancer.
1: Known as the Russian Bear, Kolov was a major heel character for Vince McMahon <laughs> Sr. in the 1970s. His most famous victory and argue, arguably one of the best moments in the history of the form came on January 18th, 1970 with none other than Bruno San Martino in Madison Square Garden to capture the WWWF title. The win ended the Italian hero's seven and a half year run with the belt. Fuck me, that's a long old
0: time. Yeah, uh, it's a longer time—the longest reign in WF history—and also the. You, you remember when Brock Lesnar bit The Undertaker, I and mean, mania you know, that kind of silence. Yeah. Well, just imagine absolutely no sound at all when San Martino lost. It's it's so eerie. It's almost it, like it was a death because no one believed it. All the the grannies, grandmas, and the kids in the late seventies and eighties. Koloff, real name Aurelio Perez, he was a French Canadian. For Montreal, making his convincing work as a Moscow-based communist villain all the more impressive. Moved to the National Wrestling Alliance as the leader of a stable called the Russians, uh, Ivan would Duh. capture yeah Ivan would capture the NWA tag titles four times while working with some of Jim Crockett's biggest stars, including the Road Warriors and the Rock and Roll Express. Despite his accomplishments,
1: the Russian Bear isn't in the WWE Hall of Fame. He was represented by Konstantin Kairos the lawyer behind several of the concussion-related lawsuits filed against Vincent Kennedy McMahon's company and was named in a 2015 countersuit filed by the company against several high-profile Kairos clients.
0: So a bit of a sad end for him, but he is a history maker. Do you know what I mean? Beating Bruno San yeah. like he did. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. And uh, another guy that definitely will be missed. But it's interesting if we just talk about that, the trial... Uh, and, and another little bit of information about that with the next guy. Unfortunately, it's not been a great month or so for wrestlers, and another one has gone. Chavo Guerrero Sr., the father of former WWE superstar Chavo Guerrero and brother of Eddie Guerrero, passed away at the age of 68.
1: Chavo made his professional wrestling debut in 1970 and wrestled for several, several promotions, including the Universal Wrestling Federation, the American Wrestling Association, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Championship Wrestling from Florida, All Japan Pro Wrestling and more.
0: The older Chavo worked for the WWE in 2004 joined his son in his feud with Eddie and later was renamed Chavo Classic that's how I remember him as winning the Cruiserweight title by defeating his own son and Spike Dudley and Dan from Smackdown 248 Thursday the 20th of May 2004 would you want to watch that match? Oh, I'd love to see that match. There we go. We're coming off Judgment Day where JBL and Eddie Guerrero had such a forgettable main event where Eddie, big gusher, but we're going to see Cruiserweight title on the line here now. 68 is no age at all, really, is it? Think about it. Nicole Bass, 51. It's horrible, isn't it? We see Chavo Classic coming out. Do you remember Chavo Classic in WWE, Dan?
1: I only remember him mainly as part of, uh, you know, with
0: Chavo and that when he was, you know, being his manager. Is he Chavo, of course, you know, employed at this time as well uh, to, you know, to help out with the Eddie Grafue, but we see feud. But we see Spike Dudley starting strong.
1: But the two on one advantage is definitely in the Chavo's favour.
0: I mean, Kurt Angle's the general manager at this time, so there's no surprise by that. Called Spike Dudley, the bully of the uh, Dudleys, isn't he? Bully of Dudleyville. Well, you know. Oh, and Spike fighting back on Classic, sending them to the outside.
1: Oh, now it's just a one on one match. Head scissors takedown to Chavo. He's in the corner, and <laughs> Spike's just stamping on him.
0: Well, of course, the Cruiseweight title at this time was. Oh. Ex- Exclusive to SmackDown,
1: yeah, and classic on the outside tripping Spike, stopping his momentum.
0: What did you think of the cruiserweight title? I mean, obviously it's come back now, but back when it was on SmackDown before it was, you know, killed by Jacqueline and such. What, did you like the cruiserweight scene with Mysterio and that?
1: Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Guaranteed a fair few good matches.
0: It is like CWC nowadays. Yeah, is that like when Matt Hardy had to drop weight, didn't he, to uh, yeah. get get the title? <laughs> That's what I liked as well. And Charvel, classic. Look at him doing a number. He can still go in a can't he? You still got (laughs) it. Five roll getting in there. Classic now. Trying to help his son. Bite with a clothesline, a classic.
1: Oh, yeah, after dodging Chavo. Oh, nearly over the top. Landing on the apron and then sends Chavo stumbling back. Takes out both the Guerreros. Big crossbody. Oh, my God. He's got the bulldog and the head. (laughs) We saw that move on 205. Oh, my God. Shoulder bars to Chavo sending him out. Or Chavo Senior. Inverted atomic drop to Chavo Junior. Goes oh. for the cover. But Chavo managing to kick out. Ah Chavo and the Gory bump special. Oh, but Spike manages a backslide and go only gets the two count.
0: Two, and Chavo put a stop to that. Any momentum Spike's getting. Spike going for the Dudley dog. Oh, hits, hits it. it. Chavo Classic back in. Spike knocking Chavo Classic on Chavo. Oh. <laughs> and Classic gets the win. Classic saying, what? I won the title.
1: Classic, <laughs> it's a winner, jumping up and down. Uh, well, fair play to Guerrero Senior. Well, what a weird match that was. We see the ending here. What happened to Spike then? Oh,
0: he just hit him and fell out the ring. <laughs> and <then> Chavo <laughs> was getting himself out, pinned. Classic was trying to get himself out and pinned. Chavo Junior. His last appearance on WWE television was on an old school edition of Monday Night Raw that same year.
1: Last year, Chavo Sr. appeared on Lucha Underground and interfered in the Rey Mysterio versus Chavo Jr. match.
0: Yeah, and it was a loser leaves Lucha match. And ironically, it was Rey Mysterio who defeated Chavo Classic in 2014 to win the Cruiserweight title. Now, Dan, question. Do you want to see that match? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. So let's see if the title reign of Chavo Classic, who won it 20th of May, go past the 17th of June. Both Chavo Sr. and Jr.,
1: are, were part of the brain injury class class action filed against WWE by attorney Constantine Kairos.
0: And where have we just heard that Kairos name, Dan? Kairos. Yeah, part of that suit as well. So, Guerrero, Chavo, and, you know, Junior and Senior were well, not welcomed back by the WWE. Zero here just debuted, and uh, I really like his look at Mysterio at this time. It was so exciting as well.
1: Oh, but Senior managing to work over Mysterio. Well,
0: mm. he's got the size advantage, you know. he got
1: a... <laughs> that in his
0: favor. And he's got a lot of experience as well. Exactly. Oh, what a tilt-a-well there by Classic on Mysterio. Going up top. Very impressive there by Classic. High-flying
1: manoeuvres. And it's good to see Junior supporting his dad now after the shock of him actually winning the title. Seat send down by Mysterio. Sends Chavo crashing to the outside. Can Mysterio finish it now?
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh,
1: leg drag take down there. Six one nine hits. West
0: Coast pop. Yeah, classic was sitting
1: on the ropes. Leg drops to the back of the head. Finish off. Finishes off classic, and his one month title reign ends here.
0: Well, clear. Like I said, Chavo, He gave a good fight in this match, but unfortunately, Mysterio had enough to see it through. So, what do you think of Chavo Classic? Then we talked about him. What do you think of his illustrious run as cruiserweight champion? It was more of a novelty gimmick thing, I think. But you know, it was
1: interesting to see. He could still work for. Fifty-five-year-old man. So yeah, fair
0: play to him. No, fair play. And like I said, we've lost a lot of people this month, and they all will be missed. And we move on. In the latest happenings on the collection side—they added a George Animal Steel collection literally uh, a week after we talked about it as well. And of course, what we do in the WNR podcast the weekend before is look at the Hall of Fame, uh, the Hall of Fame class of 2017. And watch a match for each of these guys' careers as well. With Kurt Angle, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to have a Kurt Angle special happening uh, in later in Aprils with that one. <laughs> so that is it for part one, and we're we'll back for part two uh, to look at everything UK. Before we go, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at J underscore We're also on Facebook. Facebook, you can come and
1: find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network review, or you can come and add me as a friend. I am Vince
0: McDan. Across all the Google platforms, like we say, we're doing the polls and everything out on Google Plus, the WWE Network review. Send us an email to wlpodcast at gmail dot com. And, of course, YouTube. As There's numerous ways you can listen to us. We're on SoundCloud. Or on your phone. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on the podcast charts as well. I found out last night. Very exciting. And also iTunes. You can download, subscribe, rate and review there. Thanks for your support. We'll be back for part two in just a few short days. I have been Jay's Rollins. And as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>